Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. I don't know what part of the United States or even the world that you're currently in, but here in New Rochelle, New York, we are battling what seems to be extremely heavy snow conditions. Joe, of course, who is in New Jersey, keeping it real there where my brother is, is battling the snow as well. And I know, obviously, I want to say, you know, before we, 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 know, we get into video games and we start talking about how much I love the snow, of course, my... I, I do want to start the show with a very big heartfelt, uh, um, you know, you know, real talk kind of a thing. If you are in Texas, you are dealing with some very, very scary situations. Not only has it snowed for the last three days in Texas, which is unbelievable, but those poor folks are without power, and there's water, uh, there's you know, frozen pipes breaking all over the place. And obviously, if you are in that region of the uh, of the United States, of course. Um, our entire panel's heart goes out to you and your family, and hopefully the warm weather will uh, hit you sooner than later and you can get back to being normal in Texas because obviously under 30 degrees in Texas, it doesn't seem to work. And I don't think anyone was ready for it, but of course, we wish everyone the best wishes possible. But let's get into what we're here to talk about, folks. And we're here to talk about Xbox, which, of course, some people will say is the best box. But, you know, I'm not going to be pushing any narratives. The Xbox is my favorite place to play. But, of course, I do support all three consoles. Let's get into the introductions. And we're going to start with the cog that keeps this show running. Someone that is pandering to play Resident Evil The Village when it comes out later this year please welcome zemi the brave i'm cold i'm really really cold <laughs> I, i'm just cold uh and and you know i man it, it, uh, it is awful for those people that are in texas like i remember i think it was like 2009 kentucky got hit by an ice storm i was living out like uh out in the country we were out of uh, we didn't have power for two weeks and i'll Holy tell you cow, and, and i'll tell dude, you the worst awful. part I'll tell you the worst part is no showers, right? And, yeah. and, and and it's not, you know, because like all the water pipes are, you know, are like blowing up, you know, like here in Kentucky, a lot of us know, you know, you just, you just leave the water dripping or whatever. And that, you know, usually helps with that. But, you know, whenever it's cold, the power is out, you're, you don't have hot water, right? And, and the last thing you want to do is take a really cold shower while you're already freezing. Um, you know, to me, that's the worst part. But um, anyway, I'm here. I'm cold. I can't wait to talk about games. Uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, well, thanks so much for being here. And obviously, yeah, we have a, we do have a lot to cover. The show is packed today with topics. As a matter of fact, I had put this show together uh, at the end of last weekend. You know, because obviously, you know, you have to prepare for these shows. And believe it or not, the show, even though it does still retain some of the original uh, topics, we've had so much Xbox breaking news happen in the last couple of days that I had to obviously on the fly change the show. But let's go to the next one. This this gentleman over here is on loan from PlayStation Nation um, and put out uh, some really good work on his channel. Obviously, if you're not subscribed to the Trophy Room, I got to ask you, what are you doing? Because it is the best sure. PlayStation show going. Joe, welcome to the program, brother. Dude, thank you for having me. And yeah, I, I, it's been a week for PlayStation. When I mean a week, I mean an absence of news. And this week, we had to get creative. We had to do some cool ideas. And let me tell you something. This week panned out pretty damn well. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see more people check out the show this week and, and tell me what they thought of it. Because honestly, 
uh, the last three weeks, I feel like we've been on legitimate fire. Yeah, there's been a lot. You know what? It's funny because that's what happens a lot of the times, like especially with, you know, with the different shows that I write. um, It's it's when you are working for a multi-plat show, you literally can find news at every corner when you're trying to be uh, genre specific or you're trying to be platform specific. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it does take some creative juices Mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. the, you know, you know, put together. Uh, but of course, we love the work that you're doing, uh, and obviously, I think that PlayStation is going to be dropping some news. I mean, we did get the Ratchet and Clank in June news, which is pretty dope. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be can't very wait, exciting. Um, but let's get out to the uh, to, to to our next uh, official panel member, and this gentleman has been exploding on the scene because he dropped two videos, not one but two this week, and he's here to drop some of his incredible knowledge on one of those t- particular topics. Please welcome the FBF Boost Archimedes. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I'm happy to be here today. Uh, we have so much to talk about, so many awesome topics. While Joe had to get creative. Um, it, it was easy for Xbox uh, news mm-hmm. this week. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk about all the things Xbox today. So let's do this. Well, it's great. It's great to have you here. And we definitely cannot wait to hear your opinions and, of course, theories on what exactly is going on in the world of Xbox. Next up, this is a gentleman that makes all of us feel a little bit less intelligent when he gets down and he breaks down his incredible theories and by the way i think he does pull out the webster's dictionary to make sure that his point is across please welcome the very well spoken vj what's going on dude hi boom Uh, (laughs) i don't know how to follow that up but you left me speechless for one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and that's hard to do <laughs> but, um, but no thanks thanks for having me back on the show boom and um, i'm very much looking forward to tendering my thoughts on today's great topics yeah you know what it's great to have you here definitely got a shout out lethal papa keeping these streets safe obviously walking silently like a ninja but carrying a very big band stick uh, a couple of uh, folks that we as we you know we wait for everyone to file in here a couple of shout outs we got daniel hayes in the chat smitty smith my brother bringing us back to church once again game genie prime ice cold painkiller anthony chipmunk uh, cmbr casket repair the winner of the playstation 5 digital edition last year hopefully you were enjoying your console brother uh crispy rambo we have so many awesome people here i want to thank you and of course i will individually welcome you like i always do in the chat uh but i want to i know obviously there is someone missing three bit is not here as of yet i didn't get a message from him he might still join us but until he does i want to go to topic number one and this one you know as we wait for people to kind of file in we're gonna we're gonna Throw a little bit of a softball here. This week, uh, Microsoft found it in their good graces to stealth drop the new wireless headset, Bluetooth wireless headset that dropped for the price of $99. And folks, just like many of their devices, where whether it be a controller or an actual console, it sold out with the quickness. The question that I have for the chat and, of course, the panel is, did you get a chance to watch the trailer, which I'm going to play in just a second as we get to uh, 
um, uh, Zemi Games, but um, did you get a chance to watch the trailer? Did you enjoy it enough to pre-order it? And more than and more than that, were you able to find a pre-order? So Zemi, we'll go to you first. And while we do that, I'm going to bring up, of course, the wireless uh, uh, headset um, drop from Microsoft. Okay, listen, now when talking headsets, uh, I don't, for me, don't normally use headsets for every game. I use them for games like um, a Senua's, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Hellblade One. I used it for. Uh, there are several other ones that I definitely suggest. You know, you would take the time to listen to. Um, Bloober teams. The medium is a great one to use because you get to really hear some back noise that you probably wouldn't like. I mean, because you turn off the sound when it comes to horror. But mm-hmm. are you in the market? For a new headset, but more importantly, did it get a chance to see this uh, the stealth drop from Microsoft? Um, no, I, I I really haven't watched the entire trailer. I've kind of glanced it a little bit, um, and 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 I you know have not pre-ordered it, um, and and I'm probably not going to to be honest with you. And it's nothing you know, it's nothing against Xbox. I just you know, if I'm going to buy a headset, I I already know the brands that I like and the brands that I'm going to go with, right? Okay. Um, you know, I I really enjoy uh, Turtle Beach, but you know, for me personally, I I really like the value that Rig offers and you know the durability of their headset. Durability is a huge thing for me, uh, so I typically go with Rig, right? I, I have not had any uh, any issues with uh, their headsets whatsoever, which you know, of course changes from person to person, you know. Um, we, we, we all have our, you know, personal tastes and, and, and whatnot. Um, but to me, you know, I, I've just never really been a big fan of buying Xbox headsets to me. Like they've never really spoken to me as being, you know, extraordinarily amazing or anything. Um, so, so for me personally, I'm not very interested in this headset. I'm glad that they're making it for people that are interested. I know that there's a lot of people that went out and bought the, um, the, 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 you know, last headset that they, uh, created for the Xbox one. And, and a lot of those people enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's great. I, I, you know, the, the price, uh, a hundred bucks, you know, is pretty, pretty good. Um, you can still find really like more affordable headsets, uh, you know, than that. Right. Um, you know, they may not have all of the features or the quality or whatever, but you know, a, a lot of gamers, they, they kind of, you know, like to cheap out on their headset. And, and, and so, you know, a hundred dollar price tag isn't bad, but it's not, you know, the greatest that it could be either. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, it, you know, it's a headset, right? You know, what, what are you going to say? Um, I, I, you know, it, it, it looks good. Like the actual, you know, design of it. It looks sleek. Uh, it definitely looks a lot better than their last. Uh, yes, that I will one. absolutely admit. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely looks a lot better. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it's great because, you know, what what is Xbox doing? They're offering consumers choice, which, you know, we as consumers absolutely love. Uh, and it's great to see that, you know, they're they're continuing um, coming out with, you know, their their line of headsets, to, you know, to help support gamers who prefer to use an Xbox headset. I'm just, you know, not really one of those gamers. I, I like Rig. I like Turtle Beach. I um, I like Astro. I, I like those brands. And so those are going to be the brands that get my money. Um, and then also right now, you know, as far as, you know, why I didn't pre-order it. Um, you know, of course, I, I mentioned that I'm not really a huge fan of buying Xbox headsets, but I, I also just recently bought a new headset um, uh, for, you know, to go along with my Series X. So okay. and, I, and I'm cheap. 
right? You you know, I, I'm cheap, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy one headset and then go and buy another, like right? Like I only have one pair of ears, right? Mm. Um, it's the same way I feel about some of these uh these guys that you know have like like buy three Ferraris. You know, it's like why you have one butt. Right, and that butt can only go. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I could afford three Ferraris, I would probably have three Ferraris. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Living living that excessive life, Um, (laughs) which which I guess you know, buying 15 headsets is better than buying three Ferraris. You know, on 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 the bank account. But no, I think it's good news. Um, It's just not really something that really appeals to me. But I could see how it appeals to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, it makes perfect sense. You obviously are not in the market for it. So to to spend $100 when you don't need to makes perfect sense. For me personally, this is how I decided to uh, uh, upgrade. First of all, again, I don't normally use headsets. Uh, I had a Rig 800. Now you mm-hmm. say, well, Rig 800. Well, that, that's a that's a good that's a good headset. It is. Yeah. It is yeah. a good headset. Here's Rigs the problem. Great. The problem is that it, it, I okay. I actually have to rewind this a bit. Joe, and I'm going to you next on this because okay. I have to bring Sony into the conversation. Uh, okay. I have a PlayStation 5. I love it. Boo. I quite enjoy it. Boo. But what I enjoy about it, besides uh. the actual console, is I love their 3D Pulse headset. Oh, really? uh, it's very, very comfortable. It mm-hmm. For me, for me as a gamer who doesn't use headsets all the time, but ha- decided to go out and spend $100 on it I, I i got it and it's light and it, mm. and and the headphones don't they don't make my ears hot and when i saw the xbox headset i said you know something this looks like it's in direct competition with sony's mm-hmm. via the price via exactly what it's offering for the sound <laughs> quality yes okay the ps5 has its own pulse um 3d sound but we know that dolby atmos is in full effect for xbox yeah now, my Rig 800s that I had, um, I, I wasn't a fan of the cups that, cl- that covered my ears. It, it, was, it was a material that always made my ears feel hot. So what I did is I cleaned them up, obviously, and I took them to a friend who, who was a manager of a, of a GameStop that I shop in. And I said, hey, listen, you do so much for me. Do you need a pair of, do you need a pair of headphones? And he said, yes, I, I actually do. And here you go. I gifted him the, oh, those nice. those that I was actually gifted. Now, those, those Rig 800s, Microsoft actually gave mm-hmm. me at FanFest of Fan E3 Fest, yeah. 2019. So, of course, I want to pay it forward. And, I, and, and, and here we are. I bought mine. Joe, look, obviously, you, like many people on, in the chat and, of course, on the panel, support multiple consoles. Right. You understand now. You have your preference as to what headphones you like. I don't know if you're as big a fan of the the three uh, D Pulse for the PlayStation Five. These look very comfortable. They're very light. The Xbox ones. They seem mm-hmm. like they have that material that's going to slide on my ears. And I shouldn't really say ears as much as I have because we're going to have a, a visit from Mark Cerny any minute now. He's going to run true. in here. Yeah, yeah. He's going to chop our ears off and then be out like a serial killer. Yeah. So you could already he's already like like he's down uh, like over a body and it's yeah. just like <laughs> I heard ears. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> so, Joe, so Joe, listen, where where do these new headphones for you fall on the interest line, so to speak? So, so I'm gonna show you something. Uh these headsets I've had, I'm gonna take them all so I won't be able to hear you. Okay. I've had these headsets, these just PC ones. Since I started podcasting back in like 2016, that was a way long while ago. Look at look at how worn these things are. All right, they are they. I'm literally there's no more cushion. 
to these headsets anymore. <laughs> I'm a big headset connoisseur, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, console gaming. I I rarely have it just the TV speakers on. Okay. Like I'm usually using my Steel Series. Uh, I'm usually using uh, my Astros that I had, but they broke because Astros are bad. Only kidding. Uh, <laughs> and um, but like I had Astros at Astro A A10. Those are like the entry level uh, for my Xbox because I don't use it as much. So there's no, you know, there's no point of me going out there spending a three hundred dollar pair of headphones. I, exactly. I absolutely agree. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and at the same exact time, I could use those headsets for podcasting because these I didn't always use all the time because they're so uncomfortable. Uh, that being said. Um, my Astro A10s, and I'm not saying they broke because I want this thing. They broke two weeks ago. And so what I had to do to talk to friends on Xbox was I had to uh, go through my uh, Elgato capture card in my PC. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and use these headphones and use this mic to talk to the Xbox Live Party. And if anybody knows Xbox on PC, um, that app is awful. Like, it, it has promise, but, like, the Game Bar app is just inconsistent so i ordered hyperclouds um earlier this week now having this news come out with the xbox um uh, wireless headset i'm like you know what let's go in on this because this this looks legitimately good i'm not gonna say i'm sitting here go oh man this looks amazing but like it, it what they're offering genuinely intrigues me like i like the fact that there is no dongle, so this yes. that wouldn't work on yes, the PlayStation. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. It, it's it's solely just you hook it up to your Xbox, and then you can pair it with a phone. So if you're in a conversation with someone, you can you can have that paired up. I think that's a terrific idea. Um, so that that is the the, the cool thing that kind of has me in is that is that silly feature, which I think should just be standard on everything, um, and the fact that you know you can isolate party to game chat with the with the dial over i love that yeah there's a lot there's a lot of innovative things that we have that may that you'll find on a 300 dollar pair of headphones that Mm -hmm. you're going to get in this and that's pretty interesting joe yeah and i and that's that's the thing that 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 in that i like the one thing that i feel like people overlook on headsets is buttons so like you want to while you're gaming not have to take off your headset and look and at look at it yes doing. that is what you have to do on the pulse headset because all the buttons feel the same uh that's what steel series does pretty well like usually they'll add the volume on one headset and then the chat on the other um to give you like oh wait this is the party chat here this is the volume here um but i like the fact that they're playing with dials uh, on the ear cup itself so you know what is going to be different you're not you're not accidentally muting your headset type of deal. yes yeah so it's cool. It has some features that the Steel Series has for the $150 headset. It has some things that you would think a $100 headset should have and a little bit more. And that's awesome. And it's not so much competition to Sony's. It's really just parity between the two. Yes. Um, since these two aren't in direct competition with each other. But I'll say this. There are two things that I'm looking at here. I'm looking at the headset's durability. How long is this thing going to last? Yeah, that's because a great point. That's that's the problem with the, the Sony Golds. That's been the problem with the awful Xbox One stereo headsets. I thought they were atrocious. And um uh, and honestly, that's that's what I'm looking at here is like how are you how how's the build quality on these things? 
And I don't have the best or the biggest hopes for it because of just the track history between, you know, first party headsets usually aren't the best, but at the same exact time, I'm optimistic and I like, I like cool little gimmicks. So give me these cool little gimmicks and, uh, and, and, I, and I'm yours. The only thing I really wish that was different on these headsets is the band. I very much prefer the ski band over the normal headband. That you oh, see I gotcha. Yeah. You, you, what do you like yeah. the space in the middle? Kind of let the heat out that n- not just letting the heat out, but it's, it does a good job of adjusting the ear cups without you having to play with notches. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the only thing I wish that was different on it. But again, I'm optimistic. I pre-ordered them. Uh, Cause I was just like, you know, my hyper class was like 80 bucks. So I was like, you know what? For an extra 20, get something wireless, get something that does just a little bit more. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Nonetheless. That, that was actually one of the things that excited me. It was the, the confirmation of the wireless mm-hmm. aspect. No dongles, no, 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 uh, you having to, uh, use, uh, a USB port, which is something that I had to do with, which is one of the reasons why I, I was like, you know, I hate giving up a whole port for the headphones, which is why I got yep. rid of the rigs. This over here is completely Bluetooth and wireless. And I, and like I said, I, 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 again, for someone that doesn't use it every time I'm going to, if it's as good as, and comfortable is as the, um, PlayStation pulse ones. Cause the PlayStation pulse ones I use for playing Miles Morales because the soundtrack is incredible. And it is really, I'm, I'm an old school hip hop kind of a dude. And I loved all of the music. I just, I, I, I felt like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's in New York city, which of course yeah. I patrolled as a police officer and I grew up as a kid. So to, I actually felt something when I played the game on how well they represented That's New awesome. York. So I'm hoping that we do get the same representation for uh, a lot of the Xbox games that I know and love and play. Uh, and I, and I believe we will real quick before we get to boxer bear on this Smitty Smith, our brother bringing us back to church once again, who drops an outstanding and the first super chat of the day. Thank you for your generosity. And of course, Smitty, thank you for being here, brother. We definitely appreciate that. He says, this is one hell of a panel again. Salute the book of X. Well, thank you very much for that brother. And we're glad that you could be with us today. Now, obviously, Archimedes, we're going to get your opinion on this. Now, you kind of already talked to us in the DM about your feelings on the what you currently have. And it seems like you have pretty good headphones. But are you happy to see that along with new hardware, along with new controllers, we're getting a new headset? And for the people like myself who needed one or actually wanted one, like Joe, we're going to get it. And it's only 100 bucks. What are your thoughts on it, bro? Yeah, I mean, in this price range, we don't have many good headphones. Um, that's just the case. Um, and this he- headphone um, packs a lot of things in it. Yeah, it is wild. Like you said, it's wireless. It has a good, apparently a good mic in there. A couple of other things you can adjust them, which you usually cannot do in that price range. Yeah, battery life of fifteen hours and so on. That's stuff that you don't find for a hundred buck bucks that often so um that's definitely a pretty good uh, deal um if it sounds good that is the th- question we have to to find out once it is released i'm not getting it i have an astro a50 for my xbox i have a steel series um, 7p for my playstation so i'm covered um but i get that a lot of gamers do not want to spend that much money for a head uh, set because yeah, they probably prefer just to to play with um, speakers or 
whatever and a sound bar or, or something like that and then yeah um this is definitely looks like a good deal to me um in the end we have to charge a headset by mainly two things that's first of all of course the sound and then by how comfy it is um and that's some both uh, both both of those those uh, things are things you have to judge for yourself by checking it out. Um, but it's definitely a good thing that um, there is a apparently a good headset in that price range. Yeah, no, and it is. What again? It's one of those things that I love seeing. Sony did it first with the Pulse 3D headset. Now Microsoft is getting in on the game. And I and, and here's the thing. I, I I know that over the years. Uh, Steel Series and A50s and many many other peripherals uh, people like and enjoy because they're quality. For me, I've always been a fan of first party stuff. Like I would never go out and buy a second party controller. That I just wouldn't because I enjoy Microsoft's quality. Um, and uh, if I was going to buy a second party controller, it, it would be something that you know obviously would be a little expensive. That's why I stick with the elites. But VJ, let, let's get to, uh, your opinion on this. Sure. The new headsets drop out of nowhere, and of course, like many things in video games, it sold out immediately. Now I don't know if that's because they didn't have enough pre-orders or the um, the want on these were through the roof, but they did sell out pretty much everywhere. My brother wasn't unable, was unable to get a pair. He said, ah, I'll wait and I'll pick it up. And sure enough, it was sold out. Are you interested in what Microsoft is putting down? Um, I think hardware sales are always going to be critical for a traditional console manufacturer since, since we've discussed on the show, software and accessory sales um, are where the true profits lie. Um, I was, I did a quick check before, um, once I got your topics, and uh, it was interesting see, to see that the video games accessory market, uh, consisting of pads, steering wheels, and headsets, last year alone was worth what something like two point two billion. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So to but to Archimedes's point, he reminded me of something that happened to me last uh, November when I got a Series X. I was looking for a a ninety nine dollar headset, <clears throat> and um, and since I've sort of traditionally bought um, HyperX headsets, I, I naturally gravitated to their website last year since they offered um, licensed Xbox headsets. And like you, Boom, I, I'm always wary of uh, third-party accessories. Um, I've just got a history with those. But but all I could see on the HyperX website was a, a $25, $40, $50, $70, and $160 price point. At the time, I recall asking myself, why is there no wireless headset being offered $99? Surely everyone's missing a trick here. The $99 sweet spot for me, uh, I'm, I'm speaking for myself in, in terms of my price range, um, you can see now with what's happened has been strategically reserved by Xbox from time ago. And they've they've given themselves a wide berth in terms of a captive price point since nothing else officially branded or licensed comes close or in proximity or in the vicinity of the $99 uh, retail price point. 17 as 160 is are, the, are, the, are your other options. So it's pretty smart if you think about it because there's no self-cannibalizing issues uh, from a business perspective and it's advantage Xbox and first party. It, it shows me that Xbox are taking accessories and thus profiteering um, potentially uh, from you know said division, the accessory division, and, the, and they're taking it very, very seriously. Now, uh, in a previous life, 
I've worked with Redmond on Xbox headsets as a, as a third-party licensee. I can't talk about specifics due to my contract with ML for MI5, as people like to say. Anyway, if you if you don't, if from my experience, if you don't conceive, design, engineer, and execute the proposed product to Xbox correctly, the QA division uh, is pretty ruthless, and they will kick them out of testing and call you to tell you the problem and you're urged to swiftly swiftly sort of rectify said issues and run it through your own QA before even submitting again. Basically, don't, <laughs> don't waste their time because every time you send something, they're having to pay somebody to test your shit, right, basically. So and they don't want to do that. So that's my, in my experience at least. Xbox, for me, are very detailed and strict in their development QA and feedback process loop and thus ensure that third-party license and approved accessories, of which there are few, are indeed of the highest grade and quality and, and befit the brand and any products associated with them or it. So I mean, that it, I mean you know, the Xbox, to miss the bad bits point, perhaps, um, you know, because I know he's a little concerned, hopefully such rigorous measures have been imposed on first-party products as well uh, internally. And, and I think that's the, that's, the, that's the question that he has. And I, I do recall working with You Know Who, and they specifically used uh, German companies to design and develop certain key chips or chipsets for exclusive use by Xbox. And, uh, and they were required uses once authorization had been given by licensees. You couldn't, can't go out and you know, buy your uh, components higgledy-piggledy. So Xbox at the time only used or implied the specific use or, or, the, or the highest quality vendors to supply other necessary components from a given, uh, for a given product, typically Taiwan and not uh, initially from China-based vendors, and uh, unless it's plastic or fabric or something that is known and sort of respected, and uh, if not an unofficially approved vendor or, or you know or run-of-the-mill commodity, I mean I could discuss this the ins and outs and reasons why for for time to you know till tomorrow, but it's probably irrelevant, uninteresting for most. But suffice to say that I, I have a third-party headset which seems like a you know, these days, a customary prerequisite acquisition for anyone purchasing a console or if you're a gamer these days. So I think that Xbox do plan to sell this this product in, in the millions. And for and from time to time, I feel I, I, I don't know if there will be sort of, in terms of the third-party headset that I've got, there are still unpredictable issues. So at the end of the day, I'm a little bit perturbed that these guys, that these headsets are only announced now and weren't back then. I probably would have bought. <laughs> but um, but in, in summary, look at the end of the day, boom, the, the fit for purpose, price, affordability. Since hundred dollars is still expensive for many, let's not forget that. Comfort, yeah, absolutely. Comfort and the sound, uh, you know, a headset emits is all dependent on your situation, financial situation, and obviously it's all very subjective, right? Depending on, like you said, um, you know, how your ears are built and so on and so forth, and each to their own, as I say. But looking at the specs, uh, boom, this is an important point, I think. I don't feel from my recollection that the tech has moved on in the last decade. If anything, components have been refined and are far cheaper, and uh, nearly, you know, you now you have nearly fully automated production these days compared to back when I was in the game, and um, and, and uh, you know, sort of manufacturing and fabrication and assembly costs are considerably down these days. And I also don't see any great R and D costs uh, that need to be amortized or or amortized or, or recouped. In this sense, the headset could have been cheaper. As the cost of production, you know, and given the cost of production and and how they make these things these days, and given the quantities that obviously at Microsoft are going to shift, are going to shift, 
Um, at the end of the day, look, I haven't tried nor tested this new headset, and I don't see myself doing so anytime in the near future, but I have my eye on them. But and um, I do wish this official headset, as I said, was available at launch. I, I definitely would have picked a pair up. And um, but I do, however, look forward to sort of an unbiased review in the future. But is that perhaps just wishful thinking? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think that at the end of the day, choice you said is headset key. review unbiased. March eighteenth. <laughs> I mean, trophy room. Let's go. You know what? Listen, I I have yet to get notified by Microsoft that they're going to send me one to review. I mean, things stranger things have happened. I certainly didn't get an I love you package like those uh, fine gents on the Xcast did with the red controllers. Uh, Larry Herb, if you, I wasn't jealous one bit, Larry. No, no, Larry. I I only had you on my show and that we talk regularly, but I didn't get one. So Larry Herb, if you're listening, Larry Bear, if if you're listening, Larry. My email is still open for you to drop. Hey, we're sending you a Red Pulse controller. I would really appreciate that. Anyway, enough, enough, enough begging. Um, look, we uh, we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue this party and we're gonna talk some more Xbox. But before we do. Uh, Two things. First of all, Kirby Louise, if you don't know who this gentleman is, he is someone that we had on as a guest on uh, Xbox One on One this Tuesday. And And man, that was fantastic. Shout out to him. I love this slideshow. He brings a slideshow to a podcast. Look at the, you see the professionalism. And what is even more interesting is that he called it almost to the T of what was announced the next day. And I remember when he said this, when, when he was giving his presentation live on the air, it was his theory. So obviously, thank you, Kirby, for obviously coming and hanging out with us and giving us that slideshow presentation, which I thought was really well done. And you were right. And of course, he drops an outstanding additional $10 super chat uh, on top of being an amazing community member and guesting. He says, boom, if you've never got a second party controller, then you're missing out on gems like the eight, uh, the eight bit ditto. You know what? I'm not even going to finish reading it. I own them all. I, I, I should have, I should have said, I don't buy second party controllers for the Xbox. I have purchased second party controllers. Like I do for the switch. A lot of the, the, the Mario themed ones, or by another company that's not Nintendo, but it's licensed. So I know it's going to be good. All of the 8-bit stuff, dude, I got one for the Genesis Mini, the NES Mini. I have one for the Super NES Mini, and I also have one for the Turbo Graphics Mini as well. I have them all, dude. So, yeah, I have I have uh, purchased uh, second part. I, I really should have been more specific. Uh, but I want to just b- say a big thank you to Alan ultimate now alan i don't even know if you're in the chat hopefully you are you're listening or you will uh listen on the back end he reached out to me today and he said hey boom listen i know this may not be a big deal which of course is ridiculous because he's giving us something to give away so it is a big deal he has two two week xbox game pass ultimate codes that we're going to give away live on the show right now so the question that i want the chat to answer is what month and year did Xbox Game Pass launch in this country? If you are the first and second person to drop that knowledge, you win the code and I will DM you with it. So I will wait. Oh, there, Alan Ultimate, he's in the chat. What's going on, brother? Thank you so much. And yes, if you can answer that question, when 
What month and what year did Xbox Game Pass launch in this country? If you are there and you can give us the answer, you will win one of these two two-week codes. I'm starting to see the answers come in, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll continue. Yep, the, you know what, JD Gamer, you're right, my brother. So you are uh, you are right. So and we have let's see, we have okay. So we have Aiden Hunt. Aiden, uh, if you have a Twitter account, DM me and I will immediately send that over. And of course, I will then send the second code over to our good brother, um, JD Gamer, who got it absolutely correct. So thank you so much for that as well, Alan Ultimate. And thank you for participating. But I want to move on to topic number two. Now, Joe, I'm going to go to you first on this for the reason of its of its relevance to your fan of from software now here's the thing folks this is of course a big rumor so we want i want to just put that out immediately so i'm not you know message bombed uh, once the show loads up that boom you're, you're you're running you're chasing tails we have it now. This original rumor was posted on Reddit. Now I, I have to say this because if I don't, again, I get message bombed. This is an unverified source, so take it with a grain of salt. But with that said, it's still an exciting conversation. Sure. Okay. According to someone on Reddit, apparently the Demon Souls developer known as From Software is in early and active development with a new Xbox exclusive IP with with the help of, and this is where I get goosebumps, folks, of Turn 10 Studios to make a Souls-like exclusive for the Xbox Series X and S. Now, the latest rumor regarding Microsoft and their potential plans for partnerships with the Japanese studio is certainly what many fans would absolutely love joe i know that you're one of them and even though i suck at souls games i would be down for a new ip for sure the Mm -hmm. rumor which has surfaced on reddit and has been now deleted in the meantime reveals that microsoft are currently working with dark souls developer who also made bloodborne and sekiro shadows die twice and is in current development of of um elden ring has a new ip that they are teaming up with Microsoft to bring to, to to bring to fruition. Now, this is very, very remnant and similar to what happened with Sony and Bloodborne. And I know, Joe, that we were talking, you know, on DMs, and you're like, it's it's highly unlikely. And I would probably agree with you, but you never know. I mean, look, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Game of the Year when it launched to many yeah. people. And as a matter of fact, it did win Game of the Year that particular year. Um Microsoft had the marketing. Now, Microsoft has the marketing for Elden Ring, another big AAA bomb that's supposed to be dropped. Obviously, there are there are roots that have been built from Phil Spencer's time in Japan, mm-hmm. and he obviously has some sort of connection with From Software. 
for you. And I know that you you know to the date when the next Bloodborne is uh, how many uh, days since the Bloodborne was announced and why we haven't gotten a Bloodborne 2. But how important would this be for the platform to get a Bloodborne type experience on Xbox? I mean, to answer one of those questions, it's been 1,791 days since the launch of Bloodborne. Um, I don't want to get in the weeds of why it's been so long, uh, but no, this this is happening. I, I think it's been debunked by now, but there's a lot of reasons why this, this isn't happening. One of them being um, From has kind of teased what they're, what they're making for the next, you know, five years, five to ten years. This was about Two or three years ago, um, you know, they said that they had, um, what is it, like four big titles that they were working up. One one was Sakura, uh, one turned out to be Elden Ring. That was they're going to be a big uh, thing with Bandai. One of them being a VR experience. They said it was, I think they said like 3.5 games they were working on. And that was like the 0.5 game that they were working on, Derecine. And then they said that they have a PlayStation exclusive that they're working on. Right. Which so, you believe to be Bloodborne 2. Absolutely. It yeah. is. There's no doubt in my mind. They also ruled out the possibility of another Dark Souls spinoff. They say that they're very much uh, done with it for the time being. So knowing that that they have... And that, that, is a packed, that is a packed schedule for yeah. sure. And they have multiple teams for sure. But um, just just by the, the roadmap that they've put out, no, nah, it's... Not, it's, it's nah. <laughs> I mean, would it be cool? Absolutely it would. But I think the one thing that kind of highlights to me is I would love Microsoft to have a PlayStation, uh, you know, a PlayStation Japan like studio where I, yes, it's, well, it's, it's yeah, I a, a known support studio that helps support, you know, second party titles, help support other first party titles in their, in their portfolio. Um, and also, yeah, when it comes to like turn town, I'm like, that's not them because we know that they're working on Fable. We know that they're working on, you know, Forza. So it's a big pie in the sky. Would I love to see it? Sure. I think From is one of the hottest developers out right now. Um, and they're a huge or have become a huge development studio slash publishing studio. So, you know, um, it's just, it's just, it's just a no. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, all, again, all the roads it, it, lead to dead ends for me. Yeah, I mean, listen, and I absolutely, I absolutely uh, agree. I mean, I, again, we, we, we're we're going to start hearing, and I and I think actually start seeing, uh, in the next six to twelve months, what all of those visits to Japan did for Xbox. I, I think we're already starting to see some of that come to fruition with some of the timed exclusives that they have. Yakuza, Yakuza Seven and the entire collection being on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I so I I know that a, a, a lot of what Phil did to handshake with a lot of these Japanese developers in Japan because they want to be relevant there as well as they're relevant here. And I think and like those visits to Japan, we've already kind of seen those things lay out. Like, yeah, you're getting Yakuza games. You're gonna get some Final Fantasies. You're going to be getting. You're gonna be getting some stuff. I do, like. I still don't understand. Um, the, the, like, I guess the fantasy that some people want, like, Microsoft to go buy out a Sega or go buy out a Square Enix. Cause, like, to, to get this, this 
you know, you don't have to buy those companies. Right. Those, those studios those you don't you can make deals with. You don't exactly. necessarily like, have we're to seeing that with Square Enix. Like you could go over to a Square Enix and say, Hey, could you make me a first party game? And they'll go make it for you. Like you see that with you see that with PlayStation a lot with them, and you see that right now, like the triangle strategy, Octopath Traveler, just a name too, that they're working on solely with Nintendo. Like you could make those deals. I think people ever since Microsoft got to the acquiring game have like this fantasy list of what studios or whatever Microsoft needs to buy. And it's like, you don't really need that. What you just need is, is good partnership. I think partnership means a lot more than just acquisitions. So like, yeah, go over to say, go over to a Capcom, tell them to go make you another, you know, a dead rising game, you know, like stuff like that. Like you, you can, you can do those things in Japan. I don't think you like go, how awesome would it be? You go over to like, you know, like a square and go, Hey, could you, could we make a lost odyssey remake? Could we make a lost odyssey too? Cause this is, this is something that that's a cult classic here. That'd be really awesome. You know, try to get try to get Persona on your platform does way more than you know going out and buying. You don't have to go out to buy Sega to, to do that. So it's really does Microsoft want to throw the money at these Japanese developers to actually do that, or do you want to just get the most popular ones like your Kingdom Hearts, your Final Fantasies, uh, Yakuza? Debatably, like maybe that's it. Yeah, you know? oh. I mean, listen again. It it, it at this point. There, we are. We are always going to be looking for Microsoft. See, and that's the thing that's interesting. Nobody wants Sony to be Xbox and Xbox to be Sony, right? We don't. We we actually don't want that. What we want oh, is yeah. uh, the ability for Microsoft to have certain things in its portfolio that are being offered on another platform. And and I think a souls like type of game that was exclusive would be great. And again, this is, this is again, grain of salt. I still think it, you know, if it's not going to happen now, it could potentially happen down the line. Um, I do, I do like the idea of it. I, I think that there's a market for it. I think Microsoft knows that as well. Um, but you know what, Let, let's get Zemi games. Zemi for you, I don't know where you your your likes or dislikes fall for the Souls like games. I they, for me, they have to interest me uh, in a way. Like for instance, um, I played Neo One like I play I would play Animusha, and I had such an affection for that particular one game that I got really far into it. I'm almost beating beating the game, surprisingly enough. And I just Souls games just don't hit for me. Is that something with this rumor? And again, this is just a rumor. Do you think that Microsoft needs to uh, to add something like this to their uh, their their foray of games? Uh, yeah. So I guess starting off, I'm I'm not really the biggest fan of like the the Souls like uh, really challenging hard uh, gameplay. Um, you know, I, I I don't I don't want to struggle while playing a game, right? I don't want to be dripping sweat while playing a game. I, I really <laughs> do not enjoy challenges while playing games. I, I feel like there's enough challenges in real life. I don't need to bring it into my entertainment life, right? Um, so, so I've just never really been a big fan of like the Dark Souls games. Do I understand that people like them? Absolutely. Do you know? Do 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 I respect that? Do you know? Do I understand? You know, stand that, that, that there's huge popularity with it. Absolutely. And just because I don't like a specific genre of games doesn't mean that I don't think Xbox shouldn't 
in, include that in their platform to some to some level, right? Yeah. And, and so for that, I think it would be um, a rather good idea to have a first party, you know, uh, you know, e exclusive uh, or or if nothing else, you know, have um, a game, you know, going in there day and date that does have, you know, that, that is of that genre is of that Dark Souls is genre in the Game Pass. You know, we we we've we've talked on this show several times about variety in Game Pass. It's a service, you know, a Netflix like service. You want to add in as much variety uh, so that there's something there for every gamer. Right. And in the same way that, you know, uh, we think putting a platformer on there uh, would yes. be a great thing. The same yeah. way that we we think, uh, you know, adding in a fighter is a good thing um, should be the same way about this Dark Souls game. Uh, absolutely. I, I think that there's completely and 100 percent a place for a Dark Souls um you know, like game genre of game or whatever you want to call it in, um, you know, in, 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 you know, the, the Xbox, you know, uh, lineup of games, right. To go into game pass, to help, you know, sell the service even more to people that are really, really into that type of thing. Um, so, so, you know, 100%. Now I, I will agree. I don't with, with Joe on this. I don't think that these rumors are very, very, uh, good. I, I don't think that there's a lot of validation with it. Um, you know, and, and that's the funny thing just about rumors, you know, some rumors come out and, and there's, you know, a, a pretty good resemblance of proof, you know, backing up the claims. And I'm not really seeing that with this rumor, right? Whenever, you know, we saw the Harry Potter, you know, um, RPG, you know, get leaked, um, you know, that, that was really, really strong proof. Whenever we saw the Mass Effect trilogy, uh, you know, um, you know, the, like the screenshots of it being in like, I think like the Walmart or Target or whatever, um, uh, or whatever retailer it was, we, we saw it like on their site or whatever. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty good proof, but we, we don't have really any, you know, strong, uh, evidence that this, you know, project is, you know, actually happening. Um, you know, which, which kind of just goes into whole, you know, uh, take everything, at, you know, with a grain of salt, this is a rumor, uh, but, you know, as far as from what I've seen, I don't really think it is a very, um, a, a very good rumor. Um, and then, um, yeah, um, you know, Joe, you know, you also mentioned how, you know, how you don't have to go and buy a Japanese studio to, uh, you know, to get the benefits of having Japanese games and Game Pass. And, and I, for a lot of, you know, for a lot, you know, agree with that statement, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to go and buy, you know, a Sega or a Capcom or a Square Enix or, you know, a Konami or whatever to, 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 to offer a tremendous amount of value, you know, in that region. I mean, real talk, kind of breaking news right here to go off that. Um, Konami has outsourced a Silent Hill project to a quote unquote a prominent Japanese developer. Reveal uh, is this summer. It comes from the video games chronicler chronicle that debunks the rumor that Bloober Team uh, was going to make uh, Silent Hill. Um, and actually, this this article goes into depth. Going actually, they're going to go to Supermassive. Supermassive pitched them something. That game didn't fall through. Looks like someone now has it. Rumor has it that's Sony, right? Right. That, right. And well, well, I mean, I th I think that we kind of. That's, uh, you know, I I actually just got a, a, a an article that I pulled literally. I mean, minutes, potentially it. sixty seconds or so before you, and it says here, Bloober Team hints it could be working on Silent Hill, but it's not the only one. 
Apparently, medium uh, medium developer says its next game is based on an existing horror IP from a famous publisher, and that's coming from one of the heads of Bloober Team. Yeah. So that's not a yeah. that's not actually a rumor. So, so again, we don't you know you could you could wheel and deal. You know yeah, I mean? you you absolutely no, can. You, yeah, I mean, you you absolutely can. Um, and, and and that's something that you know I hopefully we see Xbox doing for sure, right? Um, but you know there's 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 you know there's there's more than one way to 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 you know to to fix a problem, right? And you know there are you know definitely advantages to having you know just uh you know hiring out um you know uh, Square Enix or whatever to create you know you a first party game you know there's advantages to that but there's also advantages to uh, creating founding or just purchasing you know building up your own studio your own um you know uh, you know studio that makes Japanese games in the sense that you know you 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 can kind of control the quality a little bit better I feel. Uh, but also you're, you're not, you know, uh, like, you know, a big, you know, second, uh, you know, third party studio has a lot of different projects and you may want them to make you a sequel to a game and they may not be interested in making that type of thing. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's definitely problems that come up with, you know, having a game being made, you know, uh, via second party, um, that, that, you know, is kind of excluded, uh, you know, it's, if, it's if funny you own you, the studio. It, it's it, funny. It, you should it, say that because I mean, thing. Yeah, a lot of people in the chat are absolutely agreeing with you, and that's exactly, uh, as a matter of fact, Pixelbit G, generous friend of the show, Zemi, he drops an outstanding $2 super gen, says Microsoft should focus on buyouts. Deals have failed them in the past, yeah. and, and that's exactly what you're talking about. As a matter of no, fact, JD don't Gamer. Fo- focus on buyouts, because if deals haven't worked for you in the past, how is buying a whole studio? That is one mega deal. Like yeah. I, and like, honestly, God, no. Yeah, I, I but just, but but the thing is with that is that if you buy the studio, you control the studio. You can hire, you can fire, right? Yeah, you no, can't hire, if, fire if, with with Microsoft you know, with doesn't want to change. Microsoft does not want to change cultures of studios. What you're what you're suggesting is Microsoft literally buying and controlling and telling and dictating what that studio's culture is. I think VJ could back me up on that, is that buyouts are a very complicated process and you have to ensure your employees that things are not going to change, that things are only going to get better. And Microsoft's whole thing is like, we're being laissez-faire. We're letting these developers do what they want. Right, sure. And we have not seen, and, and, and as exciting as like we're seeing like Bethesda's buyout, whatever, we haven't seen the fruits of that labor come come to fruition. Buyouts are a huge deal. If deals have not worked for you in the past, something is wrong there. There's been a communication. Well, no, I, 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 I well, you know what? To be fair, to be fair, I think what people are talking about, Joe, is not current Xbox. You see, you got to understand when these deals that they're talking about fail them. I.e., someone in the chat uh, basically was talking about. Well, look what happened with Rise, Son of Rome. Right. That that deal yep. failed. That deal failed, and, and, and you know you can consider Quantum Break. They didn't do an Alan, you know, Alan Wake, uh, proper Alan Wake two, right? Or sure. A Quantum Break two. These deals, the 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 uh, the one with the dragon, uh, with uh, uh, Scalebound, yeah, Scalebound yeah. failed. Yeah. This was a much different and uh, different Xbox then. This is the, sure. the, the difference now is Phil's in charge, and he right. takes all of the minutia of running this. To make sure that everything is proper, and when you hear him talk about studios, 
that they are acquiring. No one is you, you have not heard not one developer come out and say, and not because I think they signed NDAs. I think that Microsoft is what you is doing exactly what you said, Joe, and is allowing them to be as creative as they want to be. That's why there's no dictatorship there. Uh, to to Zemi's point, I, you guys hear me? By the way, well, yeah, I, yeah, we I, I agree with that. But we also have to outside, remember so. that yes, Xbox is very laissez-faire. Like, let's you know, be as hands-off as possible. But whenever you screw the pooch, they're going to make changes, right? We've seen that with 343 Industries, right? They drop the ball and, and we we have seen minor changes happen with that studio uh, with, with new people. I think major know, changes are coming with that as well. But yeah, keep sure, it going, Zemi. Sure. Keep it going. I mean, you know, absolutely. They, they want to give these studios as much, you know, direction and control as possible. But there is a limit to that. And I know that, that Xbox is all about this. Like, let's let, let's let these creators create and we're just going to fund these projects but there is a critical point where if you you know if you do something that hits their pocketbook a little too badly they're going to take they're going to pull the reins back in right well i mean i think three big can even speak to to more of more of that than any of us in terms of like you know like your your mic is very loud by the way mine oh sorry yeah, oh, yeah. sorry three big no, that's all right. Uh, you know what? Let, let, three bit. First of all, welcome to the program, brother. I didn't see your DM. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to be here today or you were going to be here late. But answer Joe's question. You know, with, with 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 the buyout situation. Now, obviously, this 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 whole conversation that you just came in was the rumor that was posted on Reddit by, by an unverified uh, source. So we have to take this with a grain of salt. That yeah. Microsoft was currently teaming up with from software on a new IP that would be exclusive that would be be similar to something like a bloodborne potentially on the Xbox now it's it, it, it in theory in theory it sounds fantastic I think in in practicality based on what Joe was saying about about their work schedule it, it's highly unlikely now something that may happen later but when we started getting into the the, 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 the you know the acquisition talks about how difficult it is for someone to acquire, uh, you know, another company and then to make massive changes. I think that's really what Joe was what was referring to. For you, do you think that in, with Microsoft's portfolio constantly evolving and growing because of Xbox Game Pass, do you think that a game from software would be something that would that would fill a need that they, they currently don't have? Yeah, I, I think the the whole thing with Phil, we know he wants Japanese developer. We know that they have some sort of relationship with From Software, not as much as Sony, for sure. Um, but we know that uh, Elder, what is it, Elder Rings? Um, yeah, they have, the, they have the marketing rights for Elder Ring, yep. That was premiered on the Xbox stage a couple of years ago. So we know they have some sort of relationship. We just don't know to what extent. And um, I think there was an article that just came out uh, yesterday or the day before that they talked about how Game Pass is about quality, not really quantity. So I, I think it's it would fit their portfolio. Um, I, I do think it, it'd be kind of <laughs> it, kind of difficult. A lot of what people are saying in chat it, it makes sense where Microsoft can feel burnt by previous relationships and now they're just buying studios um which i, I do think is is true to some extent but that was also uh, an older 
Microsoft. And yes, I, I do think Phil was in charge around the scale bound time, but now uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they are getting a rhythm going for uh, their relationships with their studios, especially with Sega, for example. How happy they are right now with their deals in Game Pass. Um, I think from software, it, it's it's definitely possible. I, I wouldn't after Bethesda. I think everyone's just like, yeah, <laughs> anything is possible um, with this company, but. Will it fit uh, the portfolio is a good question. Right now, I would say yes, because of a lot of the games that are underneath the Microsoft umbrella right now with with uh, Perfect Dark, that's first person. A lot of uh, ZeniMax games are first person. Um, and <laughs> it just goes on and on with, with first person games, which I'm I'm I, I don't really have a problem with, but I think if you want to start to diversify besides ninja theory, um it would be pretty great having a company like From Software to bring uh I wouldn't say a niche audience, but I, I would say Dark Souls and, and those games do have a specific audience. Not everybody likes them. Um some people want more of that, uh, I guess, casual hack and slash experience and not want to die <laughs> yeah. every two seconds. But um, yeah, I, I think it does tackle uh, a loyal fan base to some extent. I think Phil's looking at that and it's definitely uh, something that that could be. So, I mean, again, it, it, it's a rumor. And uh, they do have a good working relationship with From Software. Uh, um, um, let, let's bring in Archimedes. Archimedes, you, you saw the, the show notes that I put up. Obviously, it was immediately stated that take this with a grain of salt in the, 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 the DM with the show notes simply because, you know, this is an unverified source. And we have to be real careful about thinking, uh, giving too much credence to something that we that that seems a little unlikely, though for you. Uh, going off what uh, going off what Three Bit just said about how Microsoft is going to have a lot of first person shooters in their lineup for first party, uh, it would really be kind of cool to have a Demon Souls slash Bloodborne experience on the Xbox as an exclusive. First of all, how likely do you think this is, and more importantly, do you think that they need it? Okay. Um... I'll start with how likely is it. Um, I'm totally here with Joe. Uh, we know about the schedule um, from From Software. They are quite busy, and I don't see where they f would fit that exclusive Xbox game in in the next three to five years. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I do think that we have seen over the last two, three years that Microsoft is all about diversity in Game Pass. Um, they, When you see what kind of studios they acquired and um, in which games they, they invested, it, it really comes to this thing that they want to have um, something in Game Pass for everyone. And a Souls-like game is missing from their first-party portfolio right now. Um, I mean, of course, we don't know every game that is in development, but from what is announced, and we have a pretty good idea uh, about about 15 um, to 20 games that are coming uh, from the Xbox Game Studios, there's no Souls type, soul type right. uh, of game. And 
um, solely for that reason, it, it would definitely make sense. About the point from 3-bit about third person, I'm 100% with him because that is actually contradicting <laughs> what I said earlier, that they are about diversity <laughs> and they have quite a lot of first person, yeah? Um, we Also from Obsidian, for instance, yeah? Um, they have games uh, about uh, Outer Worlds and so on, all first person. And yeah, uh, it's an, I don't have anything against first person. Yeah? I love, love to play uh, first person games, uh, but I'm also up for diversity. And the third part, person hack and slash um would definitely make sense um and i i would love to play that um <coughs> however i'm also in the, that ballpark where i say as fun as the souls type games can be they are definitely not for everyone i agree um, yeah and if you want to grow your brand uh, the really the question is if you make a second party deal um and and let a developer develop a, an exclusive for you. You want to have that game appeal to the masses um, because it costs you a lot of money. Um, and in the end, you want to want to have that that um, revenue come back. Um, if it's not direct revenue, it's it's via subscribers uh, to Game Pass. But um, yeah, the question is if if a sold type of game is that type of game. Um, I want and I want to close my thoughts with um, something um, you guys discussed earlier about Xbox failing with um, with uh, second part uh, uh, part uh, second party partnerships. I I don't know where we where people get that from. Uh, to be honest, I have I have seen only one game that failed, and that is Scalebound. And I I have no doubt in my mind that any of the other publishers, Sony and Nintendo, have tons of games. That they canceled at a stage like they did, uh, like Microsoft did with Scalebound. There's no doubt about that. That happens all the time. Um, the thing is, most of those um, cancellations we we don't know uh, about, yeah, or right. we won't ever hear about. Um, that there was a difference, but um, Quantum Break was a success um, uh, commercially uh, as well as uh, as the game itself was was a good game. Uh, Rise is still beloved by by many, and who doesn't want to Rise to? Um, the, then we have other games, uh, smaller games like Recore, which were actually great. They weren't they weren't uh, uh, de uh, developed as a triple A game, but those were great games. Um, or um, Sunset Overdrive, an amazing game from Insomniac. Um, so I wouldn't say that they fail at those second, second party deals. I've been saying um, it for a while that they need more of those. And they need I agree. Them, I, I'm 100% with you right there. Yeah. Really soon. They don't need them in 2022. They don't need them in tw uh, 2023. They need, they need them, them now. in 2021. Yes. Exactly. Because in 2022 and, tw and, and beyond, we know that those this this constant stream of Xbox first party content from their twenty uh, three studios is coming in. Uh, we know that a ton of these studios need more time, not just for COVID, but just because now they have a big budget, they have the possibility to develop the, their vision for their games, and that takes time. But to to fill that gap, that void, that uh, in, in in exclusive content for the expo, for for Game Pass, they need these second party deals now uh, in twenty twenty one. And if it's not from uh, from from software, um, 
they should do one or two of those deals with someone else. Um, and but I mean, we hear a lot of rumors. Yeah, we hear about Techland and maybe Dying Light becoming exclusive, stuff like that. So let's see. Twenty twenty one will be a super interesting year and an exciting year, and I can't wait to learn what Xbox has in store for us this year. No, I agree. And uh, finally, closing out this particular topic, this one was, and again, I didn't expect it to be, you know, to be as, as, as uh, have so many big opinions. And I'm, I'm glad for it because obviously this is a conversation. I could just button, is my mic better? Or is yes. it still? Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. You're good, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, because it, there's a lot of snowblowers happening. Oh. So I think the RTX voice, if it, if it booms out of control again, I just, I'm going to back out just to make sure. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. VJ, let, let's get your opinion on this. Now, VJ, again, we love your opinion simply because you had an opportunity uh, in your professional uh, background to see gaming from multiple angles. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when we start talking about exclusives, specifically from software exclusive, uh, again, I, I believe that, you know, because Microsoft is pushing this narrative of having, uh, you know, uh, variety for everyone offering an experience for every type of gamer, male, female, or otherwise. And and that, of course, includes a multitude of uh, genres, which we know gaming has. Though the one type of genre that they don't have, that Sony has, and we've seen it with Bloodborne, and we've seen it now with the remake of Demon Souls, uh, is a Souls type of game. And again, this is simply a rumor that will probably fall onto deaf ears at some point or another, but it's still an interesting topic nonetheless for you. Do you see this happening and do they need a souls like game in their portfolio? Um, <clears throat> to, to, um, I think Zemi said something in the beginning, um, in regarding, um, rumors and, uh, I've been listening to, to the panel and, um, there's a sort of a general vibration I'm I'm sort of getting, and so my thoughts have like somewhat somewhat wandered off. Um, look, I understand the enthusiasm, right? If not the sincere alacrity, right, and notion towards uh, such a topic. Um, the answer to this sort of sort of rumor, gossip, you know, ginger up uh, or question or whatever, sort of invest inevitably sort of fosters, um, you know. Um, or you know, sparks one's imaginations to, of supreme choice and sort of assured hope in most of us, right? If not in all, if not in all of us. So, for me, I just go back to the choice of games today, and I think we discussed this before as well. Is 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 plentiful and abundant. You, yeah, even with something on the horizon, we all sort of love to sort of seek or uh, seek a glance or a glimpse, right? Or gaze and behold, sort of what lies ahead. Um, and we gamers sort of always yearn and look for a special experience to sort of sweep us, you know, off our feet, sort of romantically, magically, colourfully, and intimately, right? So, so sometimes, you know, I, I found that, you know, looking forward uh, at games that, you know, what can make, you know, Game Pass or the Xbox format, um, you know, even stronger, I often find, you know, that there's a perfect gem or a jewel, you know, that sort of lays squarely, you know, albeit maybe in your peripheral vision, and and they're often in Game Pass. Um, you know, on a on a rare occasion, you know, there is that special developer that may come up. Uh, I think Xbox have got plenty of studios, plenty of games and developments. They're going after low hanging fruit, um, but um, as I say, on a rare occasion, you know whether it's Phil's desk or someone on his management team's desk, you know, a genre, 
a type, a category, a style, a variety, a brand, a, you know, something with music or a story, creativity, ingenuity, grace, beauty, majesty, all of that sort of stuff, and the vision ultimately uh, of a known and perhaps a lesser known visionary or studio alerts them, right? And perhaps that's um, you know these whispers that we're hearing um, about you know from software and um, and the tidings that that may bring for the, or, and grace the Xbox format, right? Being a case in point, and and of course you know something like that if it does come to uh, fruition is going to take front and center stage. Um, I don't think I have to disagree with three bit. It's not Japanese studios because that's the narrative that Xboxes predominantly desire. I think it's Japanese content that they are preoccupied preoccupied with, and there is a low hanging. There is plenty of low hanging sort of um, uh, fruit visibly visibly um, available to be acquired. I think they've done their acquisitions. There may be another big one on the cards. I, I don't know. Uh, it's well within their reach to obtain uh, another big one, but I think that now they now that they've done their sort of main shopping, now that I think they're being smart and uh, picking and choosing what will really define um, their vision for the for the next generation. And I'm not referring to a game or a studio specifically heading to the platform on, on an exclusive or non-exclusive basis. You've got to put that aside. I'm acknowledging the fact as to what this all means for Game Pass um, because I think that for developers, whoever they are that are making games these days, <clears throat> just sort of, just sort of like um, tackling or hinting to the, to the Sega announcement um, uh, or PR sort of blurb that came out recently in terms of how happy they are. Well, of course they will. But it's incremental revenue they probably didn't um, didn't didn't focus on or prepare for, and uh, that's great. But for developers, I think that um, they can go forward now without judgment and without ridicule, and be in a creative space and a place where their artistic and technical representation born out of their imaginations or state of consciousness or vibration, soul and energy or whatever you want to call it. And it goes straight into Game Pass without judgment or subjective media reviews. And I think that for me is fantastic. L let me put it to you this way. When was the last time we as players got to engage with, with the, so let me put it this way, with the unvarnished truth, a game that hasn't been subjectively molested by the media for weeks on end, um, and, or you know, or by other podcasts and so on and so forth, and that we haven't, you know, when we get to play the game with something, you know, we don't really find anything that interesting because we've already read all everything, read and heard everything about it. So, in some ways, with Game Pass, and we've talked about again on this uh, chat show before, uh, Boom, is that in some ways I feel like we're heading back to the '90s uh, where we can discover or rediscover and play certain titles that call to us by nature uh, games and our connection with them you know at the end of the day on, on an individual basis is a personal discovery um, and, uh, and, a, and a personal truth and and a personal universal truth and, and that should not always be determined or skewed by someone else's interpretation or desire in terms of what they want to see on, on, on the hardware format. Because I think there's plenty of good games there at the moment, but um, it's it's what can define the like, Xbox and Game Pass going forward. M more and more developers and publishers acknowledge or, or, or coming out and acknowledging or saying that they simply love or have endeared indeed more so than they thought they would have to the ever-evolving sort of embryonic concept of Game Pass. Xbox says... You know, I think it was in 2019. I, I don't know when the slogan came out, power your dreams. I believe quintessentially, supremely and fundamentally, it's a two-way street. Um, apologies, but I, I think I might have lost track on the point of the question because everyone's gone quiet.
No, no, no. I, I think you're doing it, killing it as always. I mean, I, you, you know, obviously, you know, when you when you talk about Game Pass, you you have to talk about quality. Uh, you said that you you think that there's quality in there, and I would absolutely agree with you. I, I think that this is an opportunity. If it turns out to you know, if it pan, if it turns out to be true, that this would be good for Xbox on a multitude of levels. You know, when you when when someone says Bloodborne. I think it's safe to assume that they think PlayStation. And I think now, even more than, than ever... Someone said it? Someone said the magic word? Yeah, I said Bloodborne, you say Sony, right? I, I think that yeah, you can I mean, even... If, if someone would think Xbox, you have to really ask why. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they have their mainstay IPs, oh. but they have a, a From Software game as an exclusive IP where they are currently in control of it, meaning exactly what happened with Sony. Sony and, and its fans, like Joe, are waiting patiently and, and out of patience at this point for a Bloodborne 2. It's coming. It just hasn't arrived yet, and a lot of people are asking why. But 1, the reason the reason why... 92. There you go. I mean, so people... But Sony owns that IP. You understand what I'm saying? They they are the creators with From Software. They, they figure out a way they own the IP, which is good for Sony. It would be good for Microsoft to potentially get a game like a Neo, like a Bloodborne, like a Souls type of game for Xbox. So when you said such game, you're going to think, oh, shit, that's Xbox, and I enjoyed that, and wh why haven't we gotten a, a second one? So, again, this is, it, it's, 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 a, it's a rumor. Uh, it, it's worthy of a conversation. I'm glad everyone had a chance to, to answer it. But I do want to move on to the next topic, and this is the big one that happened this week, and, and I'm going to lead off with um, our very good professional video maker known as the FPS Boost Archimedes. Archimedes, look, Microsoft dropped some massive uh, um, information regarding what backwards compatibility is going to mean moving forward. And you know something? What I think is interesting and what I think is special here is that Microsoft, and of course we're talking about Jason Ronald and the current team at Redmond, are doing things for an X for the Xbox community that they don't have to do. I think that we have to really put that foot forward before we yeah. even start talking about it because they could simply tell you, hey, you can play your backward backward uh, compatible games going all the way to the OG Xbox. You want to play Ninja Gaiden now and not wait to June 10th when the when the trilogy comes out? Don't worry about it. Go play Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2. We got you. But they are continuing to push the envelope in technology forward. And I don't think you're going to see this on Sony. And I definitely can say you're not going to see this on Nintendo. Now, granted, it's only five games to start. But again, this is how backwards compatibility started in 2015. It was a, it was a slow rollout. So for you, Archimedes, and someone that covered that covered this and and really has the technical knowledge to understand something like what Kirby, Kirby Louise broke down in the Xbox one-on-one uh, -on -one episode on Tuesday, they have Far Far Cry 4, New uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, which runs at 120 frames per second, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2, which if you missed out on Watch Dogs 2, don't. It's phenomenal. I got every achievement in the game. I apps. I actually still love it more than I even like three. Uh, but take it away. Okay, I can't uh, let that pass. <laughs> two <laughs> is better than three. <laughs> I, I'm enjoy, I enjoy two uh, an, an obscene amount. 
I I mean, they, it had some uh, cool gameplay mechanics, but the the characters they they were just. Um, I liked them, dude. I even oh, have no, statues of my brother. I have statues of Marcus. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! For me, it goes three, one, two. <laughs> when okay, it comes to watch okay. next games. Okay, but um, that's not the question here. Um, see, uh, this FPS boost um, is like you said. Is something Microsoft didn't have to do. Um, if they would only give us uh, backward compatibility to the Xbox One, to the 360, and OG Xbox games, that would be already an amazing service. But for them, really doubling down on those en enhanced versions of backward compatible games is just the best thing that happened to game preservation. Um, I mean, even though, even if you don't use backcompat every day, this this whole program is about preservation of games, of the yes. games that we love. And there are some classics that I really love to go back and play. Yeah, I play, for instance, once a year through the Arkham Batman Arkham series. Yeah, I go back to the SNES and play once a year a game called Secret of Evermore, one of my all-time favorites. I love to go back and play older games. I don't do that every day and not not even every week, but it is something I love. I, I love to collect the games. I love to go back and and relive some of these fantastic memories I have of games. And for Microsoft to doubling down on this promise to, to get the best version possible, um, better versions of the game than the developers originally intended, this is just amazing. They have done that from the very beginning. When they announced in 2015 back compat, yeah, games... Um, I remember Mass Effect on the Xbox 360 was, was more or less a slideshow. When it, it was one of the first games, um, I think there were like 10 games when they when they uh, launched the backward compatibility program. I know, I remember that that Mass Effect 1 was the game that I played uh, in, immediately when, when the program launched. And it suddenly ran at stable 30 FPS. You already had that. Uh, that that um, game that suddenly ran better than you have ever experienced it when the One X came out. Yeah, we played games like I, I replayed Oblivion and Halo Three in 4K. Suddenly, I've I've seen the texture work um, uh, in Oblivion. This was amazing. Yeah, and with the 16 time anisotropic filtering, it, it you have experienced these games like never before. And now with the new consoles, we had Auto HDR. Like I said, one of my all-time favorite games is Batman Arkham City, and it's one of the best showcases for auto HDR. That game looks amazing. And now we are getting this FPS boost. I mean, come on. Um, we ha really have to applaud Microsoft for doing this. This is something amazing. It's a fan service. It is not so a business case for them, probably, or I would assume at least, because I don't think that this is, is, a, is something that brings people into the ecosystem yeah it, it makes them stay maybe in the ecosystem but but it certain most certainly doesn't bring new gamers into the ecosystem and they are still investing a lot of time and money into this for us to get to experience those games this way and i i am really happy about this um and i've seen a lot of the you know more unenthusiastic mm -hmm. folks out there on twitter um saying oh what what weird games and um it, it's unnecessary. I mean, these five games are just a proof of concept. It's a, uh, but it's an amazing concept. And Jason Ronald said it. Um, 
over the next weeks and months, they will be adding more and more games. We won't have to wait long until new games come in. And yeah, I really can't wait to find out what other games we will be able to play at 60 FPS. You're definitely onto something. And, and again, I, I, I just want to stress, folks, that this is something that they don't have to do. But because they're so passionate about giving us options as gamers and respecting your collection, is it's something that you are not going to find the other developers and publishers doing. This, this, is, this is a Microsoft pushed um, op, you know, uh, uh, ideology. And, and again, I think that they should be applauded for it. Now, Zemi Games, before I get to you, I have to catch up with some of these outstanding Super Chats that have come in. Uh, JD Gamer drops several, as always. He's a generous friend of the show. The first one says, can't speak for everyone. But I don't want to see Microsoft in the same situation they found themselves with Rise and Scalebound. So buy the studio and own the IP. Again, I think, I think that sentiment is many people in the chat with you, uh, JD. Pixel Bit G drops yeah, an additional IP. Like real exactly. talk. Yeah. I said, like when you partner, like, like Bloodborne's owned by Sony. For example, yes. right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. when you partner it, you're literally saying we want your your development studio to work on this thing, but we'll event we'll we end up owning this IP. Now, sometimes, like in this uh, great example, Hitman, uh, the publisher will actually tell the developer, "You keep the IP; it's yours." Yeah. So it really does depend. It's a case by case. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It certainly is. And again, with Microsoft, again, they they have been burnt in the past with situations like that. But who, who, who's to say? Uh, um, Pixelbit G drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, oversight is different from contracts and employees. And I absolutely agree there. Uh, JD Gamer drops an additional, well, with two more super chats, so $5 each. He says, second party in second party deals, failures, uh, it, it, it's not necessarily a failure to complete the game that, uh, that we fans are talking about. There are other kinds of failures. And I agree with you right there, J.D. I mean, again, I say failure, and I don't necessarily really mean like Quantum Break was a failure. I, I freaking loved Quantum Break, and I'm, I'm actually quite perturbed that we may not ever get a second one, which is a little bit uh, disappointing, to be honest. Uh, he drops a second Super Chat, or a third one of $5, and says, one type of failure is to secure a sequel uh, uh, to... Uh, to secure a sequel, another V Rise or Killer Instinct. Another type is delivering the experience that was expected, for, like V Crackdown. Uh, Simon Bryak drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and doesn't leave a message. Well, thank you for that. And JD, my God, dude, your your generosity is certainly welcomed, but also greatly appreciated. He drops another super chat and says, "Pretty soon, Microsoft back compatible games will be as good as some companies' HD remasters." Just can consider the tech already going in and 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 here's another one that comes in for five dollars once again jd your generous brother he says tech like 16x um anthroscopic uh, filtering auto hdr 4k and fps boost are next uh what what's next i uh a ai or machine learning enhanced character models or texture assets yeah i, I i'll say this about what microsoft is doing um, they are really pushing the envelope forward when it comes to maximizing a console in its infancy. I mean, folks, the, the console is not even six months old at this point, right? I mean, it came out November 10th. 
So we're, we're talking about we're only in I mean, we're coming to the close uh, the close of, of February, but it's not even six months old. And they're doing all of these uh, the, these extras, if you will, for and, and charging nothing for it. Remember, folks, the, there is development cost that goes into everything that they're giving us. And it's not costing us, the gamer anything that 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 is super important zemi let, let's you, get you know what opinion. i would like to see them at next what's that uh, 3d sound to all the games you know something well we again we talked about it with the headset going in my uh sony has the 3d pulse sound and it's really good and i quite enjoy it i actually like the uh the the dolby atmos that we currently have on the xbox i actually quite enjoy that um, but I think that options are great, and I think that maybe that's something that they will they will consider. They'll look at you know what people are saying about it and want. And same thing. Remember, if they put out that that survey, you know what what of of you know that Sony has that you would like to see come to the Xbox brand. I personally put in. I'd love to see the uh, the force feedback controller that that they have. The Dual Sense is phenomenal, and I'd love to see that incorporated in the Xbox. But Zemi, for you seeing Microsoft. Uh, starting this with five games. Again, we talked about it. They don't have to do it, but they are doing it, and it is a quite impressive tech. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, I, I you know, we spoke on this um, a, a little bit on Tuesday, and and you know, it, this is not the biggest news story. This isn't the biggest thing Xbox has done or will do uh, at all, right? Uh, but it doesn't have to be. Um, there, you know, uh, you know, like, like Archimedes, you know, said, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, kind of fan service, right? They want to support these old games and allow them to be played, you know, the best, you know, way possible. And, you know, on, on the Xbox console, um, you know, the best possible way, right? You know, you, you got to remember that you won't be able to play, um, Sniper Elite 4 on the PlayStation 5 at 60 frames per second, which is competitive, right? Um, and, 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 you know, it, it doesn't have to be a, a huge, big new feature to, to resonate with gamers, right? Um, we've seen Xbox, uh, and as I said on, you know, Tuesday, we've seen Xbox make a lot of really tiny, small changes, minor changes, adding minor features. Um, and, and yes, they're minor, but if you do enough of them, it results in a huge, big change that really influences, you know, your platform and your ecosystem, um, which I think is, you know, what, what, what Xbox is after, right? You know, they, they, you know, they're, they're just trying to make gaming the best, you know, possible, uh, like the, you know, the, the best that it can be for, you know, it's gamers, right. It's very fan service. Um, and, you know, Archimedes, he also mentioned that, you know, there may not be a tremendously you know, large business reason as to why, you know, why Xbox is doing this. And 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 for a lot of, you know, that I kind of agree. I think a lot of this is just kind of fan service. But there is, you know, an argument that could be made from a business side, right? If you're increasing the, you know, these frames, if you're adding um, auto HDR, if you're making these uh, games and in and, and some way come back to life in, in this new generation, it's going to push software sales, right? There are going to be people who didn't buy Far Cry 4. There's going to be people that didn't buy Sniper Elite uh, 4, UFC 4, Watch Dogs 2. There are people like that that have not bought these games. And, you know, to to bump up the frame rate to, you know, 60 frames per second, you know, obviously, you know, it has 
um, you know, auto, you know, uh, you know, some of them have auto HDR and these other benefits. It 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 gives a consumer less reason to to not buy the game, right? You know, they're used to sixty frames per second. They don't really want to go back to you know the old thirty frames. Like it might be jarring to them. Well, it removes that barrier, and now Xbox can potentially sell more software and make more money. So from a business point, it does make sense. But I think that they're really their primary focus here is 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 really fan service, right? And, and I think it, you know, speaks very strongly of the Xbox brand uh, and, 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 you know, to a lot of Xbox gamers and, and fans of, of why we love this platform so much, why, you know, uh, the platform has changed in such a positive manner since, you know, the dark days of 2013. It's that Xbox doesn't, you know, always just put a focus on making money. I mean, of course, that's their purpose. They're a business. They're trying to make money. But they also do things that really just benefit the gamer, right? We don't see Nintendo doing this. We don't see PlayStation doing this. And, you know, there's a reason, right? You know, the, you know, the return on investment is probably not good enough, right? Um, and, and that's why I kind of say it's more fan service than than actual you know business you know strategy but you know, it's just great that we do see Xbox doing things like this. The things that they don't have to do, these small things that add up to really, really big changes for the ecosystem. It's just great that we get to, you know, see these changes. And as gamers, we get to enjoy these old games uh, in, in a better way than whenever we first initially played them, you know. Um, we, you know, we, we, we had, you know, huge conversations uh, year, you know, about a year ago talking about the importance of backwards compatibility. You know, is it a thing that you even care about? And of course, some gamers don't. Uh, some gamers do. You know, for me, there, there are certain games I would love to go back and play and there's certain games I won't. My backlog is huge. There's tons of Xbox One games I haven't played. Um, and, and, and just these added benefits make me want to go back and play them. And it just adds even more value to having these older games and Game Pass just to begin with, because, you know, they, they, they will play better. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think everything that you're saying makes sense. And, and, I, and I love the fact that you brought into the conversation that the return uh, on, on investment may, may not be anything at this point. But the fact sure. that they're doing it is a big deal. And the fact that they start out with one thing and then work their way to half a dozen and then 10 and then 15, all of those little omniums that, that they're doing that some people may overlook all work to a better Xbox experience. I think that is what we really have to take away from this. Joe, let's get your yeah. opinion on this. Uh, obviously, this may not, see, this is information that may or may not click with a lot of people see you know there sure. there are there are there are there is a subset of the community that think playing old games is stupid and that's the reality uh they're, they're, they're very voiceable of uh, voices on on twitter and other forms of social media and i hear that if old games are not for you and i'm not calling you a snob it's just not for you and that's perfectly fine but old games or the ability to play games that you might have in your backlog or never picked up now with enhancements that they, Microsoft does not have to do is pretty impressive in itself. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think the code, I, I, I think it's a, it's a cool start for things to come. I'm personally one of those guys where it's like, yeah, old game is particularly old. Um, and the reason why I can't get into them usually is because um, 
mechanics change as time goes on and are built upon and improve hopefully as sequels progress so like i can't go to like god of war 3 and enjoy myself there i actually like i got i gotta play the latest and greatest that's just how my brain works so like this news actually doesn't really do anything for me but i i i I have to appreciate it because it is something that they don't have to do um it's it to me it's not fan service i think this is them trying to make their audience happy so they they retain there and there's a, a a sense of of oh this game or my games or xbox is going to support my the games that I love and that's why I'm staying here. Like there's always has to be a monetary incentive. Um, so that's what I'm kind of thinking here, but I appreciate it greatly. Like, like, and, and to say that isn't a knock. This is something I, I definitely appreciate. And I think Xbox definitely does do the best in this. Like we just watched a 55 minute direct for Nintendo. And how many of those games are re-releases of prior you know, IP like look, look at Nintendo is going to literally charge you 60 bucks for the worst legend of Zelda and you're going to buy it. Yeah. Right. So like, the part of the problem. Cause I'm going to, I, my, my <laughs> Joe, you know how, you know, you know how bad I'm a part of the problem. Yeah. The minute I saw the joy cons, I was like, where do I pre-order? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm not going to buy this game cause it's bad, but like those joy cons, I'm like, I don't even own a big switch. So like, but I'm kind of like tempted. So like, and, and that's the thing with us. So like, this is cool. Xbox definitely doesn't have to do this, but it's really awesome to see them say, no, our legacy matters to us and it matters to you. So we're going to do these cool, neat little things to help improve games, to give them a longer tail so that you end up going back and buying games that you normally probably wouldn't have if these improvements weren't in there. So it is a neat little way of them to improve the tales of game releases so that it isn't just a, you know, a, a, a six month or a year, maybe two year. Not every game has to be a games of service to have this ever long lasting tale to improve upon the, the game sales. So that's really awesome. And I think the, they are the ones that do it the best. I think the ones that do it the absolute worst is Nintendo and they just keep getting away with it. I, you, you know, know? And, and you know, something I, I want 100% Joe, you, you, you're really onto something with that. I mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, that last week, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm not loaded with money. I'm a retired dude. You know what I'm saying? You don't make, you don't make millions working on YouTube unless you have millions of subs. I have seven thousand. So right. obviously, the generosity of the people is, is how I'm able to, you know, get a little extra here or there, or of course have giveaways. But right. look, look, look what I did. Look, look, and of course, I absolutely admit I'm part of the problem. I had a switch. I mm-hmm. had a launch switch. It worked perfectly fine. It was beautiful. It, it did what it was supposed to do. What, what, did, what did Boom do? Well, Boom went out and he bought the Mario 35th anniversary <laughs> Switch, which I didn't need, and then immediately ran to the store running with like 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 the, the Forrest Gump gift that he's running like 100 miles an hour to go get Mario 3D World, which I 100%ed on the Wii. I still own it. But I went yeah. out to buy it because I'm and, just that big of a fan. And that's the thing. So, like, Microsoft's doing a lot to improve the way games are developed, past and future. And I think the the coolest thing, because like we often, you know, and, and I'm a big proponent of this. I'm a big fan of this. And and I I think we often get lost because 
you know, there's like this thing of like uh, the PlayStation Five is a true RDNA and Xbox blah blah blah. It's better. It's a better console. We all know this. And you know, the the whole like backwards compatibility. That's cool. Microsoft is the best at backwards compatibility. We know this. The coolest thing that Microsoft has done in the past, you know, five years for me, and I've again I've preached it. I won't beat the the horse on it here. Is like this week they literally said, "Hey, we're going to make a program that expands compatibility so that our developers are going to make sure that your you know game our games are going to connect with everybody and are being able to be played by everybody." That's a really awesome thing because the one crowd of folks that constantly consistently have always been overlooked is the people like my sister-in-law who have disabilities physical and visible and for a, a huge corporation to say you know what you matter and we're going to build a space where we're going to make sure that you're going to be able to play games like any other person and we're not going to treat you differently doing it that is the coolest thing microsoft has done and to me, it does it does make me a little sad that like this is the biggest story of the week because I really think that the accessibility portion is the one that gets overlooked because it's not the like it's not the coolest thing you know quote unquote it's it's not you know thirteen teraflips it's not ter- thirteen teraskips <laughs> it's not backwards compatibility but you're literally saying hey this whole library belongs to everyone and that is the coolest thing that microsoft has done and we're seeing their influence on the rest of the industry as well and i love seeing big companies like xbox and now we're starting to see what developers in, on, in, on the sony side actually go forth and say you know what accessibility fucking matters let's yeah. let's give this ga- these games to more folks because like the thing that really sucks is and again it's what nintendo's the worst with is like saying you're going to buy this 10 year old game we're going to barely improve upon it and we're going to add these gimmicky controls that do alienate folks from this game and to see microsoft go no uh, we're going to improve upon this game from 10 years ago. We're not going to upcharge you from it. And we're going to make sure our future titles are going to benefit everybody. That is that is an ecosystem that I, I can clap and be proud of. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's a, a fantastic points, Joe, as always, brother. I mean, and, I, and, I, and really, again, you really touched on something. As much people, as many people in the community like to clown on Microsoft because they have not, and and we're still waiting for the big AAA bombs, and they're coming, they're coming, and they're going to come in in a boatload. The next two years, among what they have this year, is going to be an explosion on your sensories. Like, you're not going to know what to play first. But no one ever really gives them credit for the boundaries that they knock down. And uh, and, and I love that you did that. I, I definitely have to applaud you for that. But let's, let's get... um. Uh, VJ's opinion on this, and then we'll bring uh, three bit, and then we're going to get to one of the topics that we may go into a little bit of overtime because it it is a bit of a, a very heavy opinionated uh, point of view. Uh, VJ, listen, you know, with Microsoft taking the Xbox Series X to another level early, early on in its infancy, uh, how how important is this moving forward? And and do do you applaud them? For, for for investing in something that may or may not have a back end boost in 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 funds or sales for games. Um, if you don't know, I'm a, I'm a massive. Uh, I endorse Game Pass heavily. So uh, for me, you have to compliment um, Xbox uh, for providing. Uh, 
I don't know, how can I put it, an additional opportunity to enjoy older games uh, you individually, perhaps you want to go back to and play and treasure and experience once again. That's the sentiment and the energy that I'm getting from the panel. I think as Archimedes perfectly evoked uh, the sentiment, Xbox have a track record of delivering on the promise of augmenting uh, past historic titles with either engineering feats or, or software feats or, or, or software technology uh, driving quality of life uh, compatibility features. I hope I've got that right. So, yeah. and, and all this is fine. And, and the preservation of memories is now an enhanced and uh, is now enhanced and available to play in a pristine fashion. And I, and I think you have to commend it. I mean, why would anyone have a problem with it? And I have to politely differ with Archimedes <laughs> on something else that he said. Oh, good. Watch Dogs <laughs> 2 is better than Watch Dogs 3. That's a scientific fact. <laughs> so, new I agree there. with you there, Joe, but keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm excited what Beecher is. <laughs> forgive, forgive me, my friend, if I've misunderstood you, Archimedes, but, but new members uh, of the Game Pass ecosystem will benefit from uh, enhanced prior generational release games, just like I have, especially games that I missed out on or franchises that I missed out on. And I'm so much more eager appetent and enthused uh, showing enthusiasm to experience enhanced older generational games such as such as gears of war series and i know that's an easy go-to but i do play a lot of indie games as well so for me it's uh, another uh, boom it's another massive um, tick in the box or a feather in the cap if you prefer for game pass and the synergies of um developed technologies that xbox is applying and layering in layering into this fantastic subscription service uh, uh, zemi um i think forgive me if i got this wrong zemi spoke of little changes and improvements <clears throat> Yep. And uh, it, what it evoked in my mind is what I've said something before, is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Maybe we don't see the whole picture right now, especially in terms of Game Pass. And, and that's what comes to mind. I think I think there is a great truth and inherent merit, an, an inherent merit in this observation. And I would just say, open your eyes to it. But having said all of that, and now I'm going to contradict myself, I am forward thinking on some days. So I do to a degree agree with Mr. Bad Bits point. While all this is, you know, lovely, fair and dandy and, and, and whatnot. And um, and it's good and relevant, relevant for the moment. And it's commendable. I am also intrigued to see what new first party titles will be revealed in the next few months. I, I would like to, and I keep harping on about this, and I'm, I'm really sorry, but I would like the roadmap to be a little more, little bit clearer. I know, Boom, you've said it's, it's coming, it's coming, and I'm totally with you. It will come when it's ready, and, and I'd prefer it to be that way than have any sort of you know embarrassment sort of be laid down in uh, 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 Xbox's um, you know, doorstep, so to speak. And I guess from a business, <clears throat> and for those people wondering when, 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 I guess from a business and strategic perspective, uh, obviously from a consumer perspective, they want to look after us and please us. And, and that's the sentiment that, that uh, Phil's evoking, right? And trying to push through his management team and his whole Xbox infrastructure. But from a business and strategic perspective, he's looking at what, what other, play, other companies are doing. He's playing chess with them predominantly. And I guess perhaps that news will drop 
uh, or coincide with supplies of you know Xbox hardware becoming more freely available, or if Game Pass you know subscriptions begin to subside, subside or, or and or language. So I guess in some respects, in terms of uh, new news and, and in terms of what 35 teams are doing uh, in th in that in that specific case, I guess they're keeping their powder dry. But anyway, th those are my thoughts. Boom. So but I love it. And once again, very eloquently uh, done as always. Uh, and this is what we love having you on the show for because we definitely uh, appreciate the vision and uh, vocabulary that comes right along with it. They definitely appreciate what you're saying. Uh, let, let's bring 3-Bit in into the conversation before we move on to the last topic of the show. 3-Bit, uh, listen, you know, from someone that understands what it goes, it goes into making content, uh, Microsoft, from a hardware point of view, is doing something that, once again, they don't have to do. But Jason Ronald and that team is passionate, passionate about the hardware, passionate about backwards compatibility, and they're making the uh, the equation of, yes, you can put peanut butter with chocolate and make it a, a, a tasty treat, and that's exactly what they've done. What are your thoughts on this announcement from yesterday? Hey, yeah, so this FPS boost is... It's something I knew for quite a while. I wasn't sure when the information was going to drop. I'm glad I no longer have that information alone because I'm a sucky liar. <laughs> um, but, you know, I I'm happy it's coming out and, and the technology is incredible for sure. And, and while for sure it was marketing, the, the passion, like you were saying, behind some of these teams are incredible. And I'd argue that it just goes it goes beyond just getting a good word of mouth. Um, some of some of what Microsoft is doing isn't really common and I really commend them for continuing to push the envelope on technology. And it's a lot easier to further develop something that is already there comparatively to starting something brand new. And, and, and there's been a lot of cases when where Microsoft has introduced a feature and it, it didn't always go well. Um, a, a lot of companies would wait to see what Microsoft is is doing and it wouldn't always work out, um, especially you know with the original launch of the uh, Xbox One, where games always had to be online. And and, and uh, but it, it introduced some pretty cool features that I would have actually loved to see in, in other consoles. Um, but we we know it won't work for every game. I love the fact that the technology they're using um, requires no developer input comparatively to Sony, where where devs need to make a patch. Uh, the, t the technology within it is basically tricking the game at the D3D level. If you guys watch the Digital Foundry, it sort yes. of goes into that. Uh, but basically, the game thinks it's still running the, the game at the original frame rate, which would be 30. And it's sending the data back um, faster than it originally did. So it, it basically pushes games to 60. Uh, but it's, it still thinks it's running at 30. It's really weird. Um, so, yeah, that technology doesn't work for every game, but it's great for developers that don't really have the time to go in and push out an update. Microsoft can uh, literally do it themselves. I, I sort of picture that scene where Thanos grabs the gauntlet and says, I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> if, if Microsoft is listening to this, I want to see Bully uh, Scholarship Edition in 60. But yeah, I, I've even seen a Twitter post with developers of, of Super Lucky Tale, um, where he he said uh, the game is now 120, and he didn't have to do anything, you know. So it was all Microsoft. So it really shows the game preservation technology that Microsoft wants to do. This team is clearly passionate about backwards compatibility technology, and um, the people that uh, 
people still play these games and I, I would love to go back and experience those games at higher fidelity and look at the what's on your screen right now the division two <laughs> the player base boosted insanely because dude i am so addicted to this game i'm sorry i know people are like my god boom all you've been putting is this video and (laughs) i can't stop i do i was literally almost late to my own show because i was playing the division (laughs) i'm I'm in the last mission of the warlord of uh, new york dlc just before we we started with the show i i was really "Ah, should i write boom and and be a little bit late because i want to finish that dlc it's so good so good (laughs) insane yeah i just started playing i gotta play with some of you guys um but yeah the player base in in, in division two look at it right the player base boosted insanely because of people praising the next gen update and it's an older game so updating the frame rate to an older game can give life new life to certain games uh it does also bring up the conversation of developers not wanting microsoft to do it because they want other people to pay for remasters yes and great points um, even if it's simply bumping up the settings like on your PC. But uh, it's amazing that older games can go from 30 to 60. And, and the usual people I see complaining about older games complain about certain games that only came out like three months ago. Like, oh, it's old. Um, so I don't know. I think it's it's really cool technology. Um, I tend to play older games. So it's cool that, um, that uh, these potential games that I'm thinking of will get a boost. Um, and I think another standout here for sure is the Series S. This little beast is competing. <laughs> yeah, that's that again. That's that's a great point, dude. That's a fantastic point because yes, the uh, introductory price of two nine two hundred ninety nine dollars gets you what the big boy is doing. And yeah, sure. I mean, they're sure there's, there's shortcomings. The memory is definitely an issue. But if you are in the market for a potentially a second console, let's say for instance, you're a PlayStation guy or gal, and you want to, you know, jump into no pun intended, jump into the Xbox, a $300 investment, knowing what they're doing in this is, is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And I think when it's more readily available, I, I think it'll become clearer to people uh, the value of that console for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's pretty much my thoughts. <laughs> no, and that's great. Listen, folks, listen, uh, I know that we, we, first of all, we had over 450 people here today, which is freaking awesome. I mean, obviously it's, you know, when you start the year, it starts, you know, starts at a slow grind and we're back up to our, our regular numbers, potentially even going further uh, if you help push this show. If you're an Xbox fan and you want to help this sh- channel grow, please, you know, obviously hit the like button. Uh, you know, I had my bit of a tantrum on Monday evening about having to ask for it. You know, I, I get scolded by not doing it. And I'm hopefully uh, you enjoyed uh, the talk today. And we still have one topic that we're going to get to because this one is, uh, I think, a heavy, a heavy contention to be one of the most opinionated topics of today. And of course, if you are enjoying the show, Please, you know, you know, share this on social media. Let people know that there is an Xbox uh, program that that is unbiased, that is uh, that stays away from trash, clickbait, and just has good conversations and has an amazing panel to back. But I have to catch up on three of the super chats. First of all, Black Ronin. Uh, is in the chat. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat. And I love what you said there, Black Run. He says, no lies told. Watch Dogs 2 was better 
than Watch Dogs 3, Marcus was a great representation of a young African-American man with no stu- stupid stereotypes. Yes, I have a statue of Marcus. I loved him from start to Bring finish. Him back. What's that? Bring him back. Bring I Marcus back. Him. Marcus is fucking awesome. He is, he is one of my favorite protagonists from last gen. Can and we I- take Joe off the show? <laughs> there's enough white guys in cloaks dude marcus was fucking awesome and i, I love that i love that super chat because it just blows the show representation matters you see yourself in that role that character means way more to black ronin it ever mean to any of us you know yeah, what i mean absolutely. 100%. Yeah, gets 100%. me hyped. Uh, well, we have Michael Cullick drops an outstanding final super chat and says Xbox Studios wish list. I love this. He says Remedy, yes. Team Ninja, check. Uh, Platonic, hell freaking yeah. WB Games, I wouldn't mind. Uh, White Owls, which is pretty. Uh, that's a really good one. Bioware and From Software. Bioware would um, Microsoft had their chance back in the days, and they kind of fumbled that, and now obviously. I got a strong suspicion, folks, that if Dragon Age does not hit, Bioware is done. So let's pray that they get a figure out what the hell they're doing wrong over there and get it done. Tempest Sun, friend of the show, and actually panel member on Primetime Gaming says, holy poop, and I know what you meant by that, the Mortal Kombat trailer was dope. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And guess what, folks? That comes out in I believe April, April 15th, if I'm not mistaken, on HBO Max. Hello, I cannot wait. But let's get into this. And I know Zemi is is, is two things here. One, he was chopping out the bit to get to this. And two, he has big opinions. So we're going to go to him first. Now, look, this past weekend, social media was once again blazing with the Bethesda, the Bethesda exclusive talk. And on, I and I think there are two reasons for this. One of which uh, is that uh, March 5th is looming. And that is supposed to be when the deal is finalized in the, in the EU. And obviously they will then become a Microsoft first party. But... This is where I think it sparked from. Paris Lilly, who, which, by the way, if you follow me on Twitter, and I am I think I'm over 6,000 people now, which is ridiculous, to be honest with you. But yes, that many people follow me. Uh, was who is a part of, obviously, still a part of Game Tag Radio, but he recently joined Kind of Funny's X-Cast with... Uh, you know, uh, with those with those uh, lads over there, Snowbike Mike and uh, oh my god, I Gary Witta. Yes, Gary Witta. Who, which, by the way, Wars, yeah. I yeah, dude, the, I love Gary Witta. He's he's very dry, but he's also unbelievably funny at the same time. No, no, no pun intended. But uh, and and again, I I, I want to just kind of harken back. I, I added uh, Paris. Uh, to to be able to DM him, which we are now talking and. Um, I want to have him on the show. He is going to come on the show. I think we're going to try and set something up, hopefully, as we get closer to E3. And I'm going to do a one-on-one with him because obviously I'm a big fan of his work. And I'm a big fan of Danny Pena at Gamertag Radio. And, of course, Pete Rock. I, 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 those, that's a podcast that I would listen to anytime because those guys are real. But the reason why I bring up Paris Lily 
is because while he was on the X-Cast, the whole conversation for exclusivity once again came up. And he is in the mindset that not only are they going to remain exclusive, it is for the betterment of Microsoft that they do. And the reason he said was one of the biggest points of the conversation is that if Microsoft does not improve their uh, overall acceptance with having banger I AAA IPs, this generation is going to be like the last one where Sony is going to be the, the, the console and platform most talked about. And I think he's on to something. But I kind of want to twist this a little different. And I want to bring up the IP I think is 100% exclusive, and that is, of course, the Indiana Jones IP announced that, obviously, Bethesda's Machine Games is making. Now, there are going to be people in this chat that love what I'm saying. There are going to be people on this panel that hate what I'm about to say. But here is the thing. I have heard the conversation from both sides of the coin. And one of the, 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 the particular ones that keep coming up is, well, wait a second, Boom. Uh, Lucas Games, Lucas Arts Games would never allow a you know a, a, a Disney property property to be exclusive. That's why they have Bethesda doing it. And this is where I have to say I poo poo that immediately. Uh, a little game called Spider Man by Insomniac Games is exclusive. I mean, Spider Man, the face of Marvel, for Christ's sake, is exclusive. Is exclusive to the PlayStation brand. So having Indiana Jones be exclusive to PC, to Xbox, to your tablet, your refrigerator, your phone, your TV, and xCloud later on is not keeping it so much exclusive like Sony is allowing Spider-Man to only be playable on a PlayStation console. Now, the reason why I, 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 I bring this up is a, a particular interview that Phil Spencer had many years ago when, of course, the, the, the nightmare scenario of uh, a Tomb Raider being exclusive for a year came up. And he specifically said, I quote, I wish we had an IP like Uncharted, but we don't. And they still don't. So getting the, uh, you know the, uh, Indiana Jones as an exclusive IP for your service in Game Pass, for your players on Xbox, PC, toasters, and, uh, and ovens alike, is not really exclusive enough where it's like Sony. I think it's going to get done. Zemi, I know you have some other thoughts and theories about this. <clears throat> Besides Bethesda and all of Bethesda's games outside of the MMOs being exclusive, which I'm still going to stake and die on this hill, uh, until I am proven otherwise. What are your thoughts on the potential of Indiana Jones, which in, in my opinion should be, being exclusive to Xbox? You know, I, I, I'm not going to say that it wouldn't ever possibly happen. However, I think that the likelihood steers more to it being, you know, at best a timed exclusive, right? But why why um, is that? Well, why is that? Um, because 
it is a huge major IP, and I don't really think that uh, Disney, Lucasfilm, uh, films, games, whatever, uh, would feel comfortable in locking that down solely to Xbox, right? Um, there's going to be, you know, you know, monetarily, there's there's a lot of reason to put it on PlayStation, right? You know, we don't know exactly how. Uh, the game sales are all going to line up, but you know Sony isn't. You know, it's not like you know the Sony platform has died and 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 is not relevant anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money that they can make by publishing the game on both Xbox and on PlayStation. And you you make the argument that you know Spider Man is. Um, you know, a, a Sony exclusive, which, you know, it is, but I think that the situation there is a little bit different. Like, yes, you know, it's, it's the same company that, you know, that owns, um, Indiana Jones owns Spider-Man, but the difference is that Sony does have actual rights to not to the game, not, not to, to the, the game, not to no. the game, but they, but they have, they have leverage. With oh the man, watching the, watching the chat go out is that mean the pitchforks are they do out. have leverage with the movies, right? Mm. And, and and so because of that, they can they can work out those types of deals, right? Um, I don't really see Xbox being able to work out those those kinds of deals. I just don't. Um, it, is it possible? Sure. I mean, mm. it is possible. You know, any anything's really possible, right? To say to say that it's one hundred percent not possible, I think would be uh, would would be a little uh, I don't know, a little you know, uh, rash for me, right? Um, but I just don't think it's very uh, very likely. That's actually one of the only uh, one one of the only things that I really kind of somewhat agree with Paris Lilly. Uh, you know, during his. Um, you know, that podcast that you were mentioning before, you know, he also believes that, you know, chances are uh, Indiana Jones is is not going to, you know, be uh, exclusive 100% to the Xbox platform because he doesn't believe that, you know, Disney uh, would be willing to to do that to one of their franchises, to one of their IPs. And, 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 you know, for that, I definitely think that the likelihood is more of we won't see it as a 100% exclusive. You know, maybe it might be timed exclusive. Maybe uh, there might be exclusive DLC that you can only get on the Xbox platform but I, I definitely am, am, you know, more on the side of I think that we will see it go to PlayStation uh, than I think we're going to, you know, uh, see it 100 percent as a lockdown exclusive. I just personally think that that makes sense. And I think it's going to PlayStation for two totally different reasons, though. No, I don't we'll, think we'll, we'll get to you in a second. And, I'm going to call on you next. You know, of course, I, I want to just kind of just focus on keeping this Indiana Jones is not, you know, expanding to other Bethesda games because if we do that, I mean, we could be here for the next two hours, right? You and me, we had this discussion um, many times, you know, many, many times, but we had one discussion. It was literally just you and me in a podcast, and we talked about this for two hours. It's a huge topic. A lot has already been said, but a lot is, you know, could still be said about it. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep it to the whole Indiana Jones, uh, you know, uh, topic. I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I don't agree with it. I think that there's, you know, that, that, that there's more to benefit with Disney allowing this game to be put on multiple platforms. And I think that there's a lot to gain, uh, by Xbox agreeing to those terms, right? Because, you know, don't, don't forget, you know, yes, Bethesda, you know, they're making this, well, you know, not Bethesda, um, machine um, games, machine games, they're making this game. 
Microsoft owns them, right? They're, you know, even if the game is sold on PlayStation, they're still going to pull in revenue. This game is still, chances are, going to be on Xbox Game Pass. So there's a lot of reasons why, even with these conditions of, of having to put the game eventually on PlayStation, uh, why Xbox, why it would still be advantageous for Xbox to want to let, uh, you know, allow machine games to make this game in the first place, right? Um, I just think that there's 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 you know more reason to say it's going to go to PlayStation than that it's not. I mean, listen, I hear what you're saying, but I my argument to you is that in no in no world, whether it be this dimension or ten dimensions over, whether it's six it's Earth six one six or seven seven one nine, Spider Man is a much larger character than Indiana Jones on any day. Spider-Man could be naked and covering his thing with just a leaf, and it's bigger than uh, the, anything Indiana Jones has done in the past uh, century. Let's just say that. Uh, the last Indiana Jones film did not hit. Everyone hated it. The last Indiana Jones that most people like are with, the, with, with his pops, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, and so, I mean, again, take it for what are we are we even getting a new Indiana Jones? I will say this. I think and again, I'm not trying to say that, uh, you, you know, you should hold IPs away from other gamers. I support multiple platforms. And I'm going to say this and this is going to be a dick move on my part. If you want to play Indiana Jones. Yeah then you have to buy an Xbox or play on your mm -hmm. PC. And if you don't want to do it that way, you can play by paying $15 a month on your phone, your tablet, your refrigerator, your toaster, or your TV. See, th see the difference here, and this is where I think really is the stake in the sand, is that unlike Sony, who tells its players and its potential new consumers, hey, over there, you're an MCU fan? Well, yeah, Spider-Man 3 is coming out and it's got 17,000 bad guys in it. But if you want to play the next Spider-Man game, whether that be Sp the Spider-Man 2 proper, you need to play it on a PlayStation 5. Oh, you don't have one? Tough titty. You have to buy one. Oh, you want to play it on PC? Well, you can't play it there either. Want to play on your phone? Well, you can't do it there. You got to do it only I'm, here. So, I'm, I'm going to stay here. But they're also two different companies with two right. very different business models. And we have to remember that, Boom. We can't and, forget that. So I'm going to stop you right there. Stop everybody right here. Because I, I feel like we'll go in circles. We, we'll say the same thing every other week here. Sure. Um, Spider-Man is going to be a multi-plat one day. That's there's no argument there. I foresee that coming. Once we I saw the MLB the show thing, I'm like, oh man, once this contract runs out, whatever, the only thing that will probably keep this a PlayStation exclusive is probably trying to keep Tom Holland in the MCU. It's really the only way. That's the only possible pull I can see. Um, it's kind of multi-plat because I think you know. If, if it depends if Dizzy goes, those sales are freaking huge and amazing. Okay, you can keep doing what you're doing, or so, or they go, those sales are freaking amazing. We want even more of it. We want to see more growth. Bring it to other platforms. So you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, none of these games are going to be exclusive. I think a lot of them have the opportunity to be. The things that I've seen, though, and this is what I've I've gone to, gone to accept. Anything you want is not happening. 
Like this, the, your dream, your pie in the sky, what you think you should expect is not happening. Um, when I think of Bethesda's deal, my big, the biggest question to me is why is it not being absorbed by the Xbox division? Why is it its own separate entity? The only possible reason that I could think of, and maybe VJ and 3Bit could tell me I'm full of shit, is they want some type of agnostic-esque deal. They they still want to remain that independence, and that you means that under that vault um, entity or what? Yeah, it, there, there is a simple reason. With, with every acquisition, you have to do that if you're smart. This is just a sole reason for uh, the the fact that when you don't found a holding that you acquire and you want to right. found the other stock traded company you have to go into the um, loss of acquisition uh, on the stock market and that's quite challenging that's why mm -hmm. every major company is is founding a holding to acquire um a, a, another stock traded company sure. standard and thing it has nothing to do and so, and they have already confirmed that, by the way. They have literally mm. said that that after the acquisition is done, this holding yeah. is is yeah, is and no it will be Microsoft. I, I absolutely, totally understand that. I and again, I understand it's going to be its own subsidiary of Microsoft. We haven't; they haven't confirmed if it's going to be a subsidiary of the of the Xbox brand. And so, again, that's just one small piece of, of the puzzle here. My other point here is like why Indiana Jones will be a multi-plat is because this deal has been worked out way before Microsoft even was in the room. Microsoft has no legal say in what Bethesda can or cannot do until this year. Um, and that is the real question. So the, the whole thing is, what was the deal before Microsoft entered the room between Bethesda and between uh, Disney? Because this thing was signed way before, you know, the announcement of, of you know, the, the announcement this January. So uh, uh, probably any game that has been in development for PlayStation 5 probably is going to still be a multi-plat game. Probably. Now, what does this mean for the future of Bethesda titles? It means I think the future is they're going to transition slowly but surely into being probably an, ex an exclusive brand of the Xbox platform slash ecosystem. I think you're going to see what any new IP that Bethesda makes, any new IP Machine Games makes, any new IP that is going to be coming out from them, you're going to see on that Xbox brand for Sure. When it comes to the fallouts, when it comes to the Elder Scrolls, there are question marks, but I don't think any of us can definitively say this is definitely what's happening. We will not get any confirmation. It's no, no, I, again, this is uh, right mark. now, right, right now until what's Microsoft, yeah, right, right now until Microsoft actually confirms this is all speculatory for sure. <laughs> Yeah, because to be honest, the coolest thing about this deal, like when we see Outer Worlds, a, a great example, that game, that that you know, that game uh, and its expansions have been published on PlayStation after its acquisitions, right? Um, you know, Microsoft is. How can I say this? How can I say this? Microsoft's in, in a position where it's about 
ecosystem and it's about making sure that their studios are comfortable enough. So I really do think that the future of Bethesda is looking exclusive. It's just not the immediate future because the real question is like, and personally, I don't, I don't care if, if any of these games are exclusive or not, but I think the real selling point is, yeah, you could pay 60 bucks on this platform or you could pay 15 bucks for this game and like hundreds of others. Like, I think that is the real, the, the real deal here. Um, that's the, like, honest to goodness, like, I always wait for a sale for Outer Worlds. It's never coming to PlayStation. It's always going to be 60 bucks. So I'm still looking at, like, shit, you know what? It looks like I'm not going to get my trophies, but I'm going to be playing this game on, on the Xbox. That is the true exclusive here that we all miss out on is, like, I could be playing Dirt 5 on my PlayStation, but I waited until it came to Game Pass. I think that's the, that's the, the, the truest form of success for Microsoft. Again, I, I feel like we often go, this is a, an us or them, let's paint PlayStation to Xbox. PlayStation did this one thing, so we, we're going to go and get them back. I just don't think that is the best way to look about it. I really do think we have to look at the existing deals that were in place before Microsoft came in. That's that's what well, I, I mean, think. We're, a, we're a really perfect example of that is Deathloop and 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 yeah. uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. These are these are games because like honestly, boom, what's stopping those games from from Microsoft? Like Microsoft going no, no, those are exclusive on our platform now. What well, makes no, those no, games no, different no, than Indiana well, Jones? I think Phil is, is is the reason why because those deals he said in an interview that when when asked specifically on those two games, no, we're going to honor those deals that were in place. Do, do exactly. they have to do it? I I don't know legally. Do they have to do it or not? So but whatever deal was in place with Indiana Jones, that's going to probably be the, the the deciding factor. Yeah, but if that, that was announced so far after the deal, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't yeah, know if that if um, these deals are, are are probably done months before. I don't know. These but it wasn't. But it, but it it was just a development deal. See, the thing here is, um, of everyone is always saying, uh, Disney does not want uh, that IP to be exclusive. Disney doesn't care if it's exclusive. They, they yeah. really did, don't give a shit. The only thing they care about is that their IP is treated well. That's yes. what they care about. Yeah. That's yes. what's in the contract. They have to deliver a, a certain amount of quality in the game. They, yeah. they have nothing in the contract about being on this or that platform. That's up for the publisher. Well, no, the publisher is not Microsoft. Have, they definitely have a look. They have a publishing deal with Bethesda to, to push out this game, and the developer that's working on it is Zena. Uh, sorry, is Machine Games. They found yeah. Their publisher. They found their developer. Right. Exactly. It's a development deal. It is not a publishing deal that they have uh, assigned. Um, and and that's really the thing here. And um, that's why this game will be. So is Lucas Games publishing it? I, I believe mean, Bethesda's publishing it. That's Bethesda, what I'm saying. Bethesda was uh, was the publisher, and uh, guess right. who is uh, now Bethesda? That's Microsoft. Or but Xbox. it's not. It's, yeah, but, yeah, but, company, but, but, but not my, Xbox. That we know that Bethesda is publishing it. I believe that was shown during the trailer. So there has to be some underlining, you know, contract that was signed with Disney that allows Bethesda to be publishing it. And in that contract, it might have said that this game is going, you know, multiplat. Yeah, but I, no, I, again, I look, again, this is, this is completely up, up for like a, she said. 
Yeah, it just comes. He said, she said, we have. It's only pie in the sky. That's why I don't. I. I don't. I don't. I don't usually deal with it because, to me, I'm just like it can. It, it happens. It happens, and it ha- like <laughs> like you know that that's my whole thing. Like, if it happens, it happens. If if it's Xbox exclusive, I just buy it on Game Pass, and if it's not, I just buy it on my PlayStation. Like. But see, here, here's the thing, Joe. I, I want to move this over to Archimedes. You know, look, and and this is where I ha- I have to just dig my heels in in, in in the sand here because when you tell me your future isn't your first party games, isn't your peripherals, isn't your console, when mm-hmm. you tell me that your your future is the success of Xbox Game Pass, it literally makes zero financial sense to try and become the Netflix of gaming by offering games on a service anywhere else. Now, granted, why I think Microsoft does their due diligence to win the argument of exclusivity is because unlike Sony, who locks their games and was literally forced by the outcry of its community to put Spider-Man Miles Morales on a PlayStation 4 and uh, you know, as well as the PlayStation Five, and along with all of their, it's because of the community. I'll be, I'll be real with you right there. That, that is the, that is, that is Disney going. Okay, you can put it on PS Five, but it has to be on PS Four. Yeah, and, no and, and you know what? That, that, that's fine, but <laughs> that's they, they were literally painted into a corner to do that. My point is that Microsoft <sighs> is giving gamers the ability to play an, an exclusive title where they want. You want to play it on your PC? You can. You want to play it on either of your Xboxes? You can. You want to play it on xCloud via your phone, your tablet, or now in 2021, your TV? That is the difference. And more importantly than even that. Honestly, though, Boom, if I could just say, let's be the last thing. I'm done, I promise. Is like the the thing that sells Game Pass to me isn't so much the exclusives. It's like... It should sell you on Game Pass. I think things like the EA Play deal sells me on Game Pass way more. Nah, it's, I, it's I, I don't know about that, dude. So Let me tell you something. What was the deal of the EA Play acquisition if it wasn't the games or being able to play Star Wars you know, on it? Like, I could play Star Wars anywhere. Now you just opened it up to millions yeah, but, of folks who's never played that game like i think that's way bigger than than anything that's what I, makes I, 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 listen, I, 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 I hold exclu- i hold exclusivity to a very higher level i'm passionate about it which is why okay. i'm not backing down from this archimedes are you with me on this exclusivity situation Do, does i mean the, the real question it really begs to differ is does microsoft need sony the answer is no they don't because last quarter they made five billion dollars yeah i mean the the thing here is really simple in my opinion uh, indiana jones won't come to the playstation for the same reason why god of war won't come to the xbox simple as that you have if you have an ecosystem, you have to have some sort of content that you cannot get anywhere else. This is just how everything works. This is why you won't see the next season of Stranger Things on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah? That's yeah. that's why you won't get the next Zelda game or Metroid game on your PlayStation. We are not discussing these things on the other, other platforms. No, it's 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 you it's can buy Stranger Things on iTunes. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Joe, just, you know, you know, Joe, 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 buddy, I'm, I'm really starting to love you. I'm really starting to love you, man. I really am because, like, that's the distinction that I try to make as well. I'm sorry, I was the one that derailed you. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, uh, why are we always just discussing this with Xbox? Thank you. Nobody that is, is a great discussing, point. Nobody is discussing why isn't Mario on the Xbox? Nobody is discussing why isn't Uncharted playable on the Nintendo Switch? Why are we not discussing these kind of things? It's always just with Xbox. And I have no idea why people think Xbox would do that. They haven't invested $7.5 billion into the Sandimax slash Bethesda deal just to have multiple platforms they want to have that 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 game that that or the the games plural um in their ecosystem that draws people into their ecosystem that keeps them in uh, subscribed if they want to reach for those 50 million plus subscribers in game pass they have to have more than in um quotation marks older games because that is the big criticism from a lot of playstation fans we have discussed earlier about um paris lily from from the x cast i have recently listened to um another show from uh kind of funny um where uh tim gettys and yes. um greg yes. miller extensively downplayed game pass yeah it's not worth it not tim getty said it's not even worth a dollar um because it's older games it's just older games and you have that mindset with a couple of dudes out there. But as soon as you cannot play Indiana Jones or uh, or Starfield or um, uh, Perfect Dark or Fable and so on, and these kind of games, on uh, if you can only play them in Game Pass or, or the Xbox, suddenly that ecosystem has a lot more attention. And I have no idea why people always think that Microsoft wants to have their games on every platform. That's not what they are about. They want to have their ecosystem on every platform. And you know when you can play Indiana Jones on your PlayStation? As soon as you have Game Pass on PlayStation. That's when you get to play it. Not, but that's the, and that's the only reason. They have no, no desire to bring multiplets out. They have the desire to extend their ecosystem. That's all I, um, uh, all there I is mean, to I, I, again, I, I, listen, again, this is, this is, uh, folks, uh, listen, if you're hanging around, thank you so much for, I want to thank the, uh, the panel for being here extra. L let, let's get to uh, VJ on this. VJ, look, look, again, this is a very, very highly divisive opinion. No one's opinion on this panel or in the chat is wrong. And I know that the Super Chats have come in. There's at least a shit ton of them. I will get to them on the way out, but I, I, I do not want to derail this conversation. So if you did drop a Super Chat, I swear to you, I will read it before we get on out of here, even if I'm only reading this by myself. VJ, for you, hearing both sides of the argument, I think both, bo both sides have painted very, very uh, acceptable pictures. Why is it that Microsoft is always the company discussed that their game should be everywhere else, but it does that does not work for PlayStation or Nintendo? Um, so God, I want to bring the temperature down a little bit. So uh, I don't think. Look, first off, uh, I saw some of the reaction in the chat to Zemi. I don't think anyone should be trying to change anyone else's thoughts, beliefs, and opinions. I agree, one hundred percent let alone expunge them. That's terrible. What I believe we endeavor to do on this podcast, at least, and why, I, you know, why I'm really happy to be on it as long as I'm invited, 
is that on a consistent basis, I might, might add, is provide food for thought. If you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect and come up with a different or counter argument. That's what good businessmen do. And that's all Zemi is doing. It seems paramount or of um, sort of great importance to me, at least, to test what may seem to be sound and logical thinking. It, it happens in business every day. And you don't have to agree as to what another has to say. That's totally fine. An appreciation of how another thinks perhaps is a better way to cordially, so cordially address any disagreeable scenario. What can be difficult to see for me is the vigor with which the audience express their disapproval with the choice of song. So especially when, when something, uh, or someone thinks or is being different, the question then becomes some things, will they ever change? Anyway, that's probably another debate entirely. Look, I have my counter thoughts and suggestions in terms of Bethesda's IPs, uh, what business and visionary track that Xbox are on, and the and we often talk about the antiquated business models that Sony and Nintendo have. But let's stick to the Indiana Jones because I'd like to respect the question that you've asked rather than take it off on a tangent, especially due to time constraints. But as Zemi put, we'd probably be here for another two hours, probably another few days. But, <laughs> but, but, but Sony had <laughs> licensed Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know what the exact nature of that deal was, but let's say they licensed it. But Insomniac was in Xbox's hands when Sony had pretty much discarded them. Microsoft funded the development of Insomniac's engine, improved the development environment, and when the game, when uh, Sunset um, Overdrive only scored 8 out of 10, uh, a new IP, I might add, and um, it was dropped by, uh, Insomniac was dropped by Xbox. Blame Xbox and Phil's antiquated management for a lack of vision entirely. Did Jane Kavanagh of SCI IDOS drop Rocksteady when Urban Chaos scored seven, seven out of 10? No, she awarded them with the Batman license. The rest is history and Xbox simply don't learn uh, or acknowledge certain lessons. And I have pointed these out on such a consistent basis on, on several podcasts. Perhaps Phil should hire her, but I think she's reti retired at the moment. So don't blame Sony for Spider-Man Insomniac's wonderful in in incarnation, shall I say, uh, of said IP. Culpability and accountability lies firmly and squarely with Xbox and Phil's team in this particular scenario. To be fair to Xbox, Bethesda, uh, uh, is it Machine Games? Is it? Yes, Machine and, Games is making and, it. Yep. Indiana Jones, they are taking a huge risk with said IP. And boom, you made a fantastic point. It's dead and buried. No one even, was even remotely interested in it, right? Yeah, Everything that's oh, was yeah. popular like 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Everyone Still real media, I, <laughs> I would, I would guarantee if you set out a poll, everyone, are you nervous about the um, over the Indiana Jones game? At the pit of everyone's stomach, Everyone is concerned in terms of what form or shape it will take and how it will be incarnated in the form of a video game. I am for once, but I'm intrigued at the same time. Since, especially like as Boom, you, the critical point that you pointed out, the critical point that you made and established is that it's, um, it's a video game IP or franchise with the risk uh, attached of maybe 50, 60, 70, maybe $100 million plus, right? So I therefore concede, and I'm happy with the fact that it may very well be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, and more so appearing in Game Pass. And I will absolutely respect whatever, whatever course of uh, action uh, or vision Phil decides uh, you know, obviously, it's got a lot of politics going on at Microsoft. We we know that, right? And and, it, and it, amongst his management team and and further down the um, 
the infrastructure. Anyway, it's his choice to make. And I hope whatever he decides that at the end of the day, we support it and respect it as Xbox fans. I'm omitting Mr. Bad bit here because he's on loan from uh, PlayStation Nation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's the same thing I have for like, MLB The Show. Like, MLB The Show's coming to Xbox. The amount of fucks I give, I, I can't even find them in this room. It's hard. It's hard. No, no, no. Because yeah, but, 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 look, to be fair, that's great. To be fair to that criticism, and I want to bring 3-Bit in so we can get everyone out of here, to, yeah. to, to that point... That wasn't a Sony decision. Sony, if they did not agree to it, would have lost the would would have lost the license. That's confirmed. ML, yeah. uh, MLB said, yeah. "Yeah, you're not making enough sales, and there are not enough people playing this game. It's going multiplat, or you're losing the license." And we'll talk. It's not that the the license wasn't doing well. It was doing very well. It's a very well. niche. It's it's, but, it's it's extremely niche, and it, and 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 three million MLB copies per wants- season is not enough. Yeah, what well, MLB wants, because um, we covered this story extensively on the trophy room. What what MLB wants is the the fuck you money that comes from uh, Madden and FIFA. That's what they that's what they desire. So like they're like, yeah, this game sells uh, well. We we know it could sell even better though. And so like you know they 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 threw they threw their analysts at this equation found out they they could probably make way more money if it's on Xbox and PC or Switch whatever and that's that's what's that's what's happening with that deal it it was like yeah people like it and people generally like your games way more than those 2K abominations but we also want money and yeah. then Sony's like okay <laughs> no, it, awesome. it, it, yeah no you're you're absolutely right so so 3 bit you now listen no one's asking anyone to pick sides. Your opinion is your opinion. That goes for everybody in the chat. It goes for everybody on the panel. But I, I, I still find it, uh, and a lot of people in the chat are saying, you know why people think that way? Because Minecraft is available everywhere. Minecraft's yeah. available everywhere because it, 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 that was part of the they that was part of the promise that was made that they would not make it exclusive. And quite frankly, they're making gazillions of dollars on it. Whereas a new IP like an Indiana Jones will sell well enough in Xbox Game Pass and uh, on its own through PC and Xbox sales. Again, they don't need Sony money, and I don't think they should put it there when trying to remove the stench of not having AAA bangers that are your exclusives. That is a stench that Microsoft has carried upon them the entire season that was Xbox 2013 to just before the, the release of the Series X. And there's st- some people would even suggest and fight with you that they still have that until the Fables, Perfect Darks, the Halo Infinites, and all of these other AAA bangers come out. What are your thoughts on this 3-bit, knowing a lot of the minutiae behind the scenes that goes on with these deals? <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot of different uh, topics going through my head when you guys are talking. Um, but I-, I think my stance on, on it is pretty much with, with Archimedes. <laughs> like, I, I really <laughs> like pretty much everything you're saying. Is, is, here. If you really want to know what I think, that's it, pretty much like pretty much what he said uh, i i mean i've seen people post on twitter the fact that because bethesda is a subsidiary that means microsoft doesn't own them which isn't true it's pretty much the same situation with insomniac right they are also subsidiaries of sony but that doesn't mean anything there there's been all types of mainstream talk about like my, microsoft putting the game on every console because of minecraft and ori and the, the most common reasons i see is uh they need the money or or microsoft 
wouldn't take they wouldn't take games away because Phil's too nice. Like these are, are, are stuff I, I constantly see. <laughs> and um, uh, let me break down some of those and we can get out of here. <laughs> um, so Microsoft already made their money back, right? Even that, not even that long after the deal, they made their $7.5 billion back. Um, so that takes the money situation out that they need their money back. Another one is, is the games being multi-plat because of Minecraft and Ori. Microsoft doesn't really own Moon. They wanted to solidify a pretty good relationship with Nintendo at the time, which put their characters in Smash Bros. and, and whatnot. And Notch wasn't really willing to sell Minecraft unless Microsoft kept it multi-plat. Right. Um, and and it it's more of a platform game. I always say Minecraft is more of a, a, a platform anyways. Um, but y- you see a game like Hellblade that used to be a Sony exclusive and there's no doubt that Hellblade 2 is now only on Xbox. Same with Outer Worlds. It used to be multi-plat because Microsoft bought them before the deals with Private Division is most likely exclusive for the sequel. Um, and there's nothing to me that points a lot of the games coming out of ZeniMax is is going to be all of a sudden multi-plat. There's nothing to me that points that, especially after buying them for $7.5 billion, right? Um, do now my my whole thing is do people question Microsoft only doing multiplat because of those games that I just mentioned, or is it now just because Bethesda is being brought into the conversation and it's so big and now it's serious and and there's no way they let those games be exclusive. Um, and, and you're already getting so many options in my opinion within the Xbox ecosystem that you don't really need to put it on other consoles. So if 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 in the contract it says you need to put it on other consoles, you're already getting so much on within the Xbox ecosystem, like Xbox, PC, mobile, and in your TV soon. And the PC and mobile market, if your argument is money, is already big enough on its own um, that they can make money that way. But if it, I don't, I don't understand the reason where they, where they say they also need to put it on Switch and PlayStation Five to make their money, they don't really well, need to make. Like when it comes to like the deals, like with Ori, they wanted to solidify a deal for it with Nintendo to put Game Pass on Switch, and it for fell sure, through. for sure, yeah. Um, I, I'd argue to that that uh, you know, Xbox is has a lot more studios now, um, and I I also argue that they don't really need to make Indiana Jones timed exclusive because I would say Todd Howard is the one that wanted to make this happen. Disney wasn't exactly clamoring unless they wanted to make it happen because of the movie coming out uh, for a developer to make this game. Uh, this was very much Todd's passion project. He was a big factor. He's a huge fan game. of it. If you look at during the interview, he actually has items from the film as collectibles. Yeah, man, I think they didn't announce the platform for this game for a reason. I do think timing is a huge factor. You know, by the time this game does come out, Zenimax is fully owned by Microsoft. They, of course, there are there are some contracts where, uh, not to say what, what was Zenimax saying, there are contracts that do include exclusivity. I just don't think this is one of them. Um, <clears throat> now being a subsidiary doesn't mean anything like i'm saying insomniac is a subsidiary of sony similar here sony fully owns insomniac microsoft will fully own zenimax some games from bethesda will be multi-plat um in this deal 
but you're not going out there asking Insomniac games like Ratchet or Spider-Man to go to Xbox. And I think the media can be very hypocritical in that sense towards Xbox, where they sort of expect better out of Microsoft. Like, oh, come on, <laughs> you know. Um, but people complain about Xbox not having exclusives for years. So Xbox bought a ton of studios to fix that problem. And if money is the issue with exclusivity, then that, you know, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sort of yeah. uh, uh, mixing match on it. Like, you know, not again, if it is, I, you know, because everybody's yelling at us in the chat, I don't give a shit. Secondly, uh, everybody's yelling at me in the chat. If, 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 <laughs> to, to the second point here, for everybody yelling at me in the chat, other than I don't give a shit, is the fact that I don't care. Like, if this game ends up to be an Xbox exclusive, it means I don't pay $70 for this game when it comes out. I'm playing it on Game Pass. I have no. You know, I have no qualms with it other than a big corporation's buying another big corporation. That always scares me. That's really the only problem that I have I have here is because I remember the last time a big conglomerate ate up a big conglomerate, and that was Activision Blizzard, and we kind of all saw how that fucking happened, how that rolled yeah. around. And you, we could say, oh, this is different times, different company, but, like, again, this is still different cultures. And if from what we've heard is what is heard this deal was signed back in june if if we've heard what we've heard todd howard kind of gets the full say on what games are on his platforms so it really doesn't come down to like how i feel on it i don't care if if, if I, it's I don't, on I don't think todd is going to have have anything to say when it when, when microsoft owns it yeah, and if they want to keep something exclusive mm -hmm. listen i love todd i think he's a, he's a visionary but I think that Please, when right. you look when you look at <laughs> what 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 could what could set your uh, service apart from any others mm -hmm. yeah. is the exclusivity of a title on said platform that you can play on other places, but you're not playing it on PlayStation. And if Todd yeah, just honestly, disagrees with if that, it that like Bethesda Game Studios does it like could focus on two platforms rather than you know five. Go for it, you know. I mean, listen again, folks. I, I want to thank the over 450 people that came here today. Let me read these super chats and we'll get everyone out. I want to thank the panel. You guys are awesome hanging out an extra half an hour. I, I apologize, but I knew that this was going to be a big topic. I saved it for the end and I didn't realize, you know, listen, when you put these topics in, you don't know where the conversation is going to go. But first of all, Michael Kulik drops uh, several super chats. So, Michael, thank you so much for your generosity. His first one of Fight Island says, if Microsoft doesn't keep the majority of future titles from Z from ZeniMax exclusive, the negative, the, uh, thank you, the negative perception regarding Xbox first party will never go away. And I agree but with that. Making billions of dollars. Yeah. Listen again. It, it, okay. It's 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 it, they have a problem. They have an image problem, regardless of money, and they want to remove that stink. You remove that stink by giving exclusives to your fans, and 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 you do what everyone else is doing when it comes to exclusives. You don't become the good guy of the industry and say, "Well, we're rich and we have you know uh, you know a, a gazillion dollars in the bank, so we can be friendly to everyone." No, it's a business, and it didn't spend seven point five billion dollars to say hey sony people you know don't get game pass don't worry about it go buy it on your console and f microsoft now i don't think that's going to happen his second super chat is five dollars says what poked holes in the argument for them was keeping minecraft as a multi-plat keeping it exclusive would have been able to make them enough 
on the return of investment. And and again, that that was a deal that 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 uh, that that of course uh, Archimedes talked about. Um, and so did uh, 3-Bit. Uh, Pixelbit G drops an additional $5 super chat and says, when was the last time uh, Jones was a big IP? Two decades ago. Microsoft gains nothing playing cute with Sony. Those days are over. Money talks. And Michael Q- Michael Kulik drops, a, a, wow, dude, another $5 super chat and says, uh, would have much more... Uh, would have much more be much more valuable for them if they had locked it down. Uh, maybe, maybe I, I I don't know. But uh, uh, Keo Walker drops an outstanding five dollars subject and says, by the time the Indiana Jones game comes out, Game Pass may have fifty million users with, and with that number, Microsoft will have leverage. Indeed, I mean they're gonna they're probably cross twenty now. Uh, Michael Kirk, wow, dude, drops another $5 super chat and says, I think it's fair to say Elder Scrolls Six will be an exclusive. The franchise has a history of exclusivity on Xbox, so it wouldn't be too far-fetched. Indeed, he drops another one for $5 just to say exclusivity. Michael, your generosity is bananas. Thank you. Uh, Kent uh, uh, Kent drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Disney Bethesda contract Pre-purchase will stipulate platforms. Typically, they do have publishing conditions. Re MLB the show. Uh, Thanos, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding final super chat and says Microsoft has to honor deals that happened before the acquisition contracts were signed. Indeed, uh, and Michael Kerlick, wow, dude, another final super chat. The reason why people think xbox wants their ips as multi-plats is because of minecraft they uh, they hone in on that and microsoft only has themselves to blame indeed and uh listen let's let's get to the outros folks thank you so much for the generosity michael thanaros everyone that p- put money into the super chat i honestly and truly appreciate the generosity of course i want to thank the 400 people that stuck around for overtime and of course i want to thank my panel for being here uh zemi will we'll get on the back end joe we'll start with you why don't you tell everyone but where they can check out the trophy room, get some hot information on Ninja Gaiden being released yeah, in the trilogy. Uh, and where could people reach out for you and strike up a hopefully fairly discussed conversation? Man, you could find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room, where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. You can find the video version of that on YouTube. You can find the podcast feeds of the Trophy Room and PlayStation show over on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your RSS feeds. You can find our podcast there. And Spotify. Spotify, very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's and you know something that's uh, thanks to you. Thanks to seeing how you do things is why Double Barrel Gaming and all of the podcasts are on Apple uh, Apple uh, uh, podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, Uh, all of the podcasts you like to listen to. Guess what? Double Barrel Gaming is there for your listening. If you're uh, if you don't want to burn out your battery with YouTube. Uh, let's go to uh, a lot of comments, by the way, of that. Like, hey, thank you for having this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Whatever. You know, podcasts are my main platform. It's not YouTube. And so, like, that's that. Honestly, I I rarely watch podcasts. I always listen to them. So, yeah, I, I, I hear the feedback. I'm listening. Well, definitely appreciate you putting it out there and appreciate mm-hmm. your opinions today. Uh, Boxer Bear, why don't you tell everyone about your incredible and fastly growing YouTube channel, but more importantly, where could people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media? 
Yeah, you can basically find me everywhere at Boxenberger. Um, of course, on Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and here on YouTube, um, where I have my uh, small but growing YouTube channel. Um, that really became um, a hobby that I love just as much as gaming. <laughs> it's it's so fun to do those videos and creating content for that. And yeah, thanks again for having me on the show. Um, it's been a heated show uh, but i loved it uh it's always great to <laughs> have uh, discussions with different opinions and even if sometimes things get a little heated here sorry sammy said sorry joe um no, it's, it's fun this is games okay this, this is no life or death you know you know i you know i love you and um it's 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 been a blast so thank you well thanks so much for being here as always dude and we definitely appreciate your opinion real quick i kind of want to just bring something lead to papa put in the chat let me find it over here this this is why microsoft needs to pivot he's answering the question of talking about exclusives and his response is microsoft does have exclusives 10 on xbox 70 on the playstation folks do you exactly. understand there's a 60 ip difference between exclusives on sony versus xbox so why would xbox not want to fix an identity problem that they currently have and more so a factual problem 60 games difference is gross and i'll say this and i have friends at microsoft if Microsoft allows these games on PlayStation with the current issues that the brand has, it's a sign of weakness. That's right. I said it right here. Like, oh, like Xbox exclusives, technically $10, Sony exclusives, 70 That's what I was getting at. I, 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 listen, I, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what he, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what he meant. I, I don't know. I, he'll, he'll obviously, uh, you know, maybe I'm reading between the tea leaves too much, but VJ. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do uh, your outro? Where could people find you on other shows? But more importantly, where could people strike up a conversation with you on social media? Uh, just to your last point, Boom, and we've said it on the show plenty of time, Phil has to be creatively ruthless. And I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, it's a great um, point. Yeah. Um, I wanted to lower the temperature, Boom, but I think I might have inadvertently raised it. So apologies. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Saturday, I've been invited as a guest on the Indie Gamers podcast. Nice. Um, Love the Indie Gamer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Viewpoint, Viewpoint Gaming if you haven't already had your fill of uh, fill or enough of me this week. But uh, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on the show, Boom. Uh, thanks to the panel and the passionate community in the chat. See you next week. Yeah, love it. Uh, I love having you on the show, brother. You're definitely an extension of what we want this show to be, and we're glad that you are a part of it. Uh, and uh, uh, 3-Bit, also known as the VGHD, brother, you got an incredible YouTube channel. I would love to see more people head over there, subscribe, and watch your content. But where could people reach out and strike up a conversation? Sure. Uh, people can follow me on uh, Twitter, the VGHD, and then on YouTube, it's the Video Games HD. And thanks so much for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. It's a very lively uh, chat with you. This, guys. this was this was. Listen, this, <laughs> listen. A lot of people had big opinions, but at the same time, uh, everyone was very kept it very civil to some extent. I, I don't think there was any 
finger pointing or really cursing or downgrading or uh, you know bullying on, in this chat because I, I think Lethal Papa would have taken care of that. And I'm I'm happy that we had that many people with so many. Again, that that's what we do this for, folks. This is no, a you- conversational podcast, and we want you to bring your passion. We want you to bring your enthusiasm, and we want you to join us each and every week that we do the show. Because quite frankly, all of us on this panel love doing this show. And of course, VG HD, thank you for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, and uh, Michael Cook drops a oh, wow, dude, another outstanding fight out super, super chat and says 100% agree. Uh, they need to end the weak strategy. And, 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 and I agree. But Zemi Games, you're back. You had to take a yeah. five second break. Tell everyone about not only where could people strike up potentially a very humble and in, uh, opinionated conversation with you on social media. Where could people reach out to your new website, which I believe is gaining ground and more importantly, gaining writership? Tell everyone about the constant gamer. Yeah, absolutely. So my website's called constantgamer.com. It is basically like Kotaku, like IGN. The only difference is that we try to stay more objective, more factual with, you know, the reporting of the news and and our opinions and and everything like that. Um, So you can, you know, get news articles, opinionated articles, uh, game reviews, all of that, you know, typical traditional stuff that you would get from, you know, IGN, Kotaku. Uh, But once again, we try to keep it more objective, more factual and, and really separate what is facts from what is our opinion um and then in addition to that we also have a community section of the website more stuff is going to be coming on there but right now we just have a bunch of uh fun quizzes uh gaming related quizzes to do uh boom wrote one i wrote one uh they're both fantastic um his resident evil quiz uh is definitely the more popular one um so i definitely uh, i definitely think that you should go check that out if you're uh, a fan of resident evil and if you want to test your uh your lore knowledge um, and, uh, yeah, on, on the website, you can also find our social medias. Uh, so there's a link to YouTube, a link to our Twitter page up in the top right hand corner of the website, uh, for you just click on it. We'll take you straight to our YouTube channel, straight to our Twitter. Uh, and then if you are interested in writing for a website, you know, like what I'm talking about, uh, feel free to, you know, send in a short little, uh, application with the writing sample and we'll definitely get back to you. Uh, we're, we're still looking for more writers. We have, uh, a decent handful of them, uh, but you know we're always uh, interested in hearing new opinions and, and getting you know new styles of writing uh, on the site. So if you're interested in that, let us know, please. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here as always, and definitely I'm already looking forward to next week. Uh, tomorrow morning's breakfast at Boom, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a ton of incredible topics. One of which, Joe, I know you are going to have a big opinion on Stadia blames Xbox. <laughs> For closing their gaming division, folks, this is outrageous. And yes, I can't wait. That's a good one. That was going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, they actually said that. We're going to be talking about the Ninja Gaiden trilogy that was just announced. And yes, it's coming out for Xbox. Plus, we're going to be breaking down the Nintendo Direct. What was there? But what wasn't, along with some other stuff. So tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Breakfast with Boom. But once again, folks, thank you so much for being here. And I'm going to close out the show with something a little different. Uh, It's obviously snowing. I don't know if it's snowing in your location. If you're going to go out and I have to go out and pick up Mrs. Boom in about uh, 40 minutes, be careful. Take your time. Uh, If you're going to be out there walking, obviously, you know, you know, stay safe. 
wear your mask, wear your gloves. COVID's a real thing. And of course, something that my dad taught me, I think now is more important than ever. And that's this treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Hey!